Greetings everyone, and welcome to episode 1 of Fumito Ueda Podcast. I am your regular host, Albert, and today I am joined by my co-host, Logan. Please introduce yourself, man. Hi everybody, I'm Logan. Um, I uh, have been a Fumito Ueda fan for a long time. I guess we're, we're probably going to go into that, like, you know, the whole story of how yeah. and why mm-hmm. of that. But uh, basically, um, my, my claim to uh, <laughs> a small amount of fame is that uh, I run a Tumblr blog uh, about Fumito Ueda's games called Lands of Light and Dark, which has somehow managed to get um, about 1,200 followers. Uh, I have no idea like it's how beautiful. much that is. It's in, a really in beautiful the... <laughs> site, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully created. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, I have no idea how much that is in the grand scale of Tumblr, but I'm really happy to have all the followers I do have. <laughs> and... Um, I'm really happy to immerse myself in Ueda's work. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. And 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 when when Albert posted on Reddit uh, asking about uh, people uh, for Fumito Ueda podcast, I said, "Oh, that's definitely something I want to do." Awesome. Yeah, and that was the impression that I got. It's like when I think about sort of maybe even using myself as as an example with interactive artistry. It's just I just kind of do this like as a matter of course, like almost as yeah, no, just as easy. Pretty much, it's just breathing. It's mm. kind of what I do, and I sense that. And that's for me and Ueda's, you know, work. I really could just immerse into it and just discuss it like on into however long. But um, I wanted to say like that was the impression I got definitely from yourself and, and the Tumblr, you know, uh, the Lands of Light and Dark, uh, is that this is something that resonates with you deeply. And um, that that is, again, as I said, you know, something that comes from you naturally to appreciate, to find that affinity with and to, and to connect with, and um, that you share that in the form of this really be- beautifully created environment. Um, and then your presence as well on the Reddit is, is so... Um, Thoroughly appreciated and recognized, and it's uh, it's I couldn't have hoped for someone uh, better to begin this uh, kind of adventure with. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Um, and and the YouTube channel is is very impressive um, oh, to me when when you linked it, and there's already a lot of content. Um, I I think I've heard it's it's been retweeted by like some people kind of in the business which is really cool it's been really good with the god of war podcast we had that retweeted by christopher judge himself so sixty-one thousand followers you know saw that probably i don't know how many clicked on it but um whoever is (laughs) yeah that's kind of how retweets retweets work so he's voice and and performance uh capture for uh, kratos and then we had um i've had back and forths with with uh cory just on my personal um the albert that's right yeah and um and there was also um sony santa monica who who retweeted us and um, really insanely generously said that they would send us something for, for sending wow. a letter and stuff. So it's been really great to know that there's um, that this is reaching the creators themselves. And I even you know reached out obviously with Fumito Ueda on Twitter and Gen Design tweet, Twitter. You know I'm always linking them in and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be sure to let you know, and I'm sure you'll um, 
It'll be something either on the Reddit, yeah, yeah or, or on Twitter that uh, if anything like that happens, not there's no expectation, obviously, but it's really wonderful to know that there is this increased reach and this increased resonance for um, uh, you know engaging with this material in 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 uh, from a lens of uh, from a more multi multifaceted lens and and delving in deeper with these longer format uh, examinations, which is what this um, this uh, yeah network and interactive artistry is all about. So I think yeah, I'm really really pleased to have met you, man. What a, what a cool uh, kindness of the universe that that. that happened yeah yeah i'm looking forward to just uh talking as much as we can about this stuff for sure so for our new listeners which is all of you because this is the first episode the artist fumito ueda who created Ico, shadow of the colossus and the last guardian is currently leading his new studio gen design and developing a new title the girl and the sleeping giant as we've come to call it each week we chronicle the creation of their forthcoming adventure in the form of weekly news informed and wild speculation analyses and more Interwoven with reporting on and breaking down on any and all new developments, we are also revisiting Oeda's first three titles, starting with Shadow of the Colossus, followed by Ico, and concluding with The Last Guardian. In doing so, we endeavor to compile a fully comprehensive archive of material, long-form, in-depth analyses and discussions on each character, creature, and location, personal stories from fellow appreciators of Oeda's work, interviews, theories, interpretations, and much, much more. The time has come for Mr. Ueda's unmatched and inimitable form of ongoing storytelling, world building, and overall contribution to the artistic validity and power of this medium, the most profoundly moving and life-affirming art form ever, to receive a thorough, intimate, and loving chronicle now and for posterity from the very community that has so embraced, cherished, celebrated, and resonated with the man, his team, and their work. We wish to thank you for the privilege of your time in listening in and joining us on this adventure. With that regular rundown out of the way, Let's get the show started. Fantastic. So, I've sent you the show structure, the show notes, so happy to kind of riff off of that, but at the same time, listeners, as you probably have heard, if you've heard any of Interactive Artistry's first episodes of whichever shows, it's very loose, it's it's like loose structured, it's sort of wide, wide, wide linear, as we say, Um, and I'm just happy to dive right into, I guess, each of our relationships with the man and his work, Um, and I think there's no better way, really, than because you are my guest, uh, for you to um, please share your story of the first time you encountered any of um, Mr. Ueda's work. Okay, great. Um, so uh, me and my brother uh, were fraternal twins, and um, we were both fairly interested in video games, but I think I always tended to be a little more interested, um, you know, just a little more hardcore in that respect. Uh, but my brother was actually the one who bought out of the Colossus. Hmm. And um, I can't say I know why, um, I would imagine uh, he must have thought that it just kind of looked cool and that it sounded cool. And, and certainly <laughs> at the time, yeah, my thoughts would have been no more complex than that. I'm not trying to say, oh, but I looked at it artistically. I, I certainly <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> I yeah. certainly didn't. And, and um, I played the game. And um, I don't feel like I beat it on the first sort of run through. 
Mm. Um, I may have maybe looked the ending up on YouTube at some point, not long after, though uh, YouTube would have been in its early days at some point, at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe I beat the game. Um, you know, I was uh, 13 or 14 and, and certainly had the ability to beat the game, but for whatever reason, I must have dropped it or gotten frustrated. Um, probably fairly close to the end. But uh, I decided to replay it. Um, maybe, probably not too long later, maybe a couple okay. years. And from that point, it was, it was really when the love started. Um, I the definitely love, beat it that love. time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, I beat it that time. And um, I just sort of realized what was so unique about it. And um, I think probably not long uh, after I, I beat it, they, they probably announced the HD collection. I was like, I need to get this when it comes out. Mm. Um, and of course, the HD collection was really solidified me as, as a huge fan. Uh, once I beat Eco, I liked it even more than Shadow of the Colossus. And I said, well, I heard they're working on another game. And I started looking forward to that. So that's, that's basically how I got into it, simply... Uh, I played the game, uh, the games, and I really loved them. Beautiful, and that's that's something that I suppose you know for each of us, you know, um, both on the show and and listening, that there's essentially an analogous story there for all of us. Um, and I like, you know, it's not that it makes any sort of. Uh, um, kind of generalized sort of statement of like where you entered the series or like came to know his works through. But uh, so you were a shadow guy, so to speak. You heard of it yes. through Shadow, yeah. Um, so for me, uh, just to give a quick little riff, just to sort of, um, uh, yeah, reciprocate and just sort of exchange stories is is for me, I, I saw I, uh, Eco, actually, I want to start pronouncing it properly because that is how I believe the developers do and, and Ueda himself. Um, it was on a demo disc. I don't know if I'm going to have a few people perk up their ears, maybe recognizing the exact same disc, but uh, it was with, <laughs> I believe, UK PlayStation Magazine in 2001 or wow. 2002. And it was on uh, either the same disc or maybe because, you know, they used to come out weekly, these, um, you know, these, uh, uh, yeah, these, these discs. And, um, uh, you know, when I first came across it, I, I just wasn't interested at all. I just, <laughs> I'll be honest, like, Eco, you know, as, as interesting as it looked, uh, and I did remember, like, watching... It was just a trailer. It wasn't a playable, um, uh, you know, again, you know... Yeah, playable demo would have been strange. Yeah, it would have been. But going along what you said, you know, um, uh, Logan, is that, you know, I won't pretend that I was immediately at that age, you know, immediately, oh, super swept up by the artistic <laughs> artistry of it. No, no, no. I was just like, where's NBA Street, man? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, and I kept I played that ad nauseum, you know? But, uh, you know, we become more well-rounded, multifaceted, uh, you know, um, yeah, a, a eclectic um erudite people you know with with widest perspectives on life and and um as the years go on and and so that that's evolved from obviously from that point but for me my real uh, entry uh, so shadow came i saw that i i was super enraptured with that i i it would have had to have been possibly a time when um we maybe didn't have the means or anything but like i didn't really buy it but i remember renting it at uh at what we have in australia called video easy mm. it was like old blockbuster and i was just yeah like it was just super um you know that the palette of it was so dark and it was just like I, I just felt this sense of even though a lot of Ueda's work is sort of permeated by this like dappled light and these peaceful surrounds there's always a sense of just a little twinge of unease always mm -hmm. because that's what kind of prompts the adventure forward and it's like there's 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 something that needs to be resolved here he, he never presents fully idyllic you know settings there's always something 
askew, something a little bit awry right. and, and odd and eerie to them. Even this eerie beauty is 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 a, is a good sort of descriptor of some of the visuals. And so, I think in that time, two thousand and five, I would have probably been all over the demos of, um, uh, you know, like. Uh, I probably would have played through all of like Metal Gear Solid 2, that demo there. And I think around about that time, if I'm not mistaken, there was, um, you know, either leading up to or before, uh, you know, Snake Eater was very much in my sort of, again, it was, it was a case of not having resonated uh, right off the bat. Um, and then the thing for me, which, and I don't know if you heard the first episode of Interactive Artistry, the main show, but in that first episode, we all sort of discussed what it was about this medium that makes us connect Um with like essentially being alive, being human, the purpose of art, uh, meaning, you know, existence, all these things. For me, uh, in a non-ironic, non-superlative, hyperbole, overblown, uh, you know, um, yeah, smoke-blowing way, it, it really is like when I when I first when I first had this moment of like, oh, that's actually what's inside my heart. I actually realized <laughs> what, what what resonates with me the most about art itself. Uh, it was when I. Um, is when I first saw the trailer of The Last Guardian.
Mm. And um, and yeah, like the speechlessness is real. Um, I, I still I still kind of get my like yeah, either choke up or like get, get weirdly <laughs> I don't know get weirdly like caught caught up when I think of right. that because 2007 was a super tumultuous year for me personal life wise. Uh, I shared it on the last on the um sorry the um the Last of Us podcast. I had a pretty hectic military accident happen and um, really yeah yeah I was left out on a firing range um, and wow. they sent me out without high-vis vest or hearing protection or um um yeah like a radio or anything or or a bulletproof vest anything it was super dangerous lots of life and death kind of uh yeah yeah very very um distressing and traumatizing um but you know it's been over 11 years so it's it's all mellowed out had the whole recovery period and all that that's all good and gained perspective and processed it and taken the lessons i have from it but Needless to say, in the moment of in that moment, um, uh, to see a story as simple as a boy and his beast, you know. Do you remember Clifford the dog by any chance? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do. Exactly. And Falcor, you know. Um, there's essentially <laughs> these big reassuring presences that are, you know, given these shapes of these fantastical shapes. But again, on that metaphorical level, it's just like it can protect you. Uh, it is it can take you off into adventure into other worlds it can take you away mm -hmm. from danger and and uh, i found myself connecting very deeply with that and over the years that's only been reinforced and the culmination of that really and again both the culmination and the beginning really of a next stage of my relationship and engagement with his work and and um I'll venture to say as well with yourself, you know, we're actually, we've finished this, um, as I mentioned, the trilogy, uh, the, the yep. verse, this, that first, um, you know, three games and the three titles. And we're sort of, yeah, going on this, this next period, which we received the very unexpected blessing of this, uh, <laughs> of this postcard, which, um, I'll be linking obviously in the description to this, but, um, let's get your first, I'll, I'll this is a diverticular, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up the story, but we need to address the postcard right off the bat. What did you think of it, my friend? Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, it's, it's crazy just, you know, I think I already said this, uh, we were chatting before, <laughs> before we started recording, um, that it's really crazy that, um, that whoever shared this today kind of waited until the day we were recording to share it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of, a, a, uh, an actual, I guess, printed New Year's postcard to go along with the digital, uh, New Year's page yeah. that Gen Design put up on their website. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a guy at a website, I guess, who got it, and he waited until today to share it in an article. Um, and um, I guess it's pretty clearly uh, the Gen Design page from another angle, it is. Um, which is cool because yeah, it was. Um, I think it was pretty easy to see that that what was on the Gen Design page was a 3D model. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really cool to actually see that from another angle. Oh, um, absolutely. And almost, yeah, almost have this girl be looking up at you and and yeah, and um, just know that like Gen Design, like they really want to <laughs> to like already be teasing this game. I know. Um, how, how I want to maybe to make a little. Actually, I'll tie both in because I'm it, I'm going to weave this in because I want to get your like we're hearing about these things so so close to them being announced. Mm -hmm. Like this is definitely we've we've moved past like the Last Guardian period and 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 one of the things again as as I mentioned, you know, um, I'll just tie it off here is the, the probably the deepest most core 
core thing of why I really resonate with like The Last Guardian and like where Fumito is at right now is because I don't know if you ever saw um, the dynamic between the boy and Trico this way, but the boy is Fumito and Trico is the uncontrollable, hard to contain, hard to <laughs> hard to handle project that he undertook yeah. with The Last Guardian. And it was, it's all this big metaphorical kind of uh, this. Wow. Yeah, it really works. <laughs> no, I never thought of it that way, but that is that's something. I mean, look at it. The Beast is like not doing what you want. And, and that's what the game yeah. itself was not doing on PS3. It wasn't doing what he wanted. Uh-huh. He struggled with it for years and years. And it was a payan really... And like, I remember, like, yeah, I, as I said, I get weirdly like, um, just, yeah, emotional, I guess I'll just admit it, is that he stuck with it. And again, he, he you know, mm-hmm. he, he stayed poised, he stayed, he's, and, and the very fact that The Last Guardian came out is a testament to absolutely the, the enduring, uh, the enduring nature of these stories and the timeless quality and the, uh, and, and also just to himself, obviously, and his team, who I think many of them went from Team Ica with him to Gen Design. And it just feels like that that's now all done and finished. And this postcard, this mm-hmm. new hope, I mean, you can see even the light, the light fall on her this 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 girl it's like and i'm i mean let's just let's just say it right here it's going we're going to control the girl we're gonna we had the boy trilogy yeah we're gonna get the girl trilogy finally uh, finally <laughs> all the female protagonist um talk that was uh, surrounding in the early days of the last guardian um, yeah. i'm glad that that we eventually are, are now getting one that's right and again you know Possibly, maybe with uh, cultural things or whatever. Fumito said, "Oh, we wouldn't want to because we're going to be zooming the camera." And I was like, "I also agree." It's like Fumito again, love you, man, but you know, you know, girls don't—they don't—they don't, don't have to have skirts. It's—it's it's okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's okay. And um, but yeah, and that—that that was kind of yeah. And I'm glad that you know. But the thing is, all of his titles do have this respect, if anything, for just the natural world. Um, and um, there's there's a softness to them that even though there aren't many major female characters, you know, apart from Yorda, who is, I mean, you know, you, you look at the symbology of that, like the woman is taller, you know, more mature, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, you may be helping her out, but it's it really is collaborative, and she does help you, you know, she's not just like yeah. a, a helpless waif, you know. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't really understand that when it comes to ego, they love to criticize, and, and almost the entire point of the ending to that game. Is, is for you order to now be helping you yeah absolutely so there's that beautiful undercurrent which we now see you know given this coalesced into this now um stage of uh, you know I, I mean frankly i will i will say about this girl i'm getting notes of both a mono and yorda you know what do you think about that mm-hmm. like that she looks like this fusion of the two almost and you could just- say that um yeah. Sorry. No, uh, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. and the fact that she's on that plinth, you know, is very similar to, mm-hmm. uh, to Mono. Go ahead. Yeah, that plinth is, is definitely, that's where the Mono similarity comes from. To me, she does seem more like Yorda, uh, especially because she sort of appears to be in captivity just from the general looking at it. Um, we don't really know for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I know I've heard people go like, oh, it looks just like Mono, and they're trying to connect it to Mono already. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's definitely evocative of that. Um, and and when I first saw that the original uh, page in the website, I thought maybe this isn't like a location from the game. Maybe it's sort of just something they built to showcase the characters. But I mean, they've never done that before. Mm. So I'm thinking it probably is a place in the game, pro- possibly similar to how they tease the Last Guardian, where the game starts. Uh, we don't know that. 
That's true. And I definitely got tones and notes of The Last Guardian with, you know, we saw the chain that went all the way down into the well, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. It, interestingly, speaking of which, we didn't, we, we saw obviously when the, when we, like when we started playing it, like at the very beginning of the game, there is that scene with the chain and around his neck, but we didn't get that any of those shots from the 20, 2007 trailer. Yeah. Um, so that could be maybe something similar where this is just against maybe a, a tone setting piece. And, um, and um, yeah, actually, we, we, we ended up jumping into that a bit extensively in the <laughs> Skype comments, but we'll probably read off, read off a few of those. But um, so, yeah, I wanted to get, get your immediate vibes off of that. But, you know, listeners, we do have a structure here for our shows. Um, as I mentioned, you know, we keep it sort of loosely structured. Um, and for that, I wanted to just quickly outline how we kind of uh, how things kind of flow here on on Fumito Oweta podcast. So um, as well as we're going to be diving further into it because we've just sort of flowed into pretty much just natural talk. Um, we usually have a weekly catch up at the start, uh, which we're sort of in the middle of now. Um, an overview of the week's episode. Uh, after that, we have a new segment, um, a Reddit rundown, which is essentially jumping onto the Team Ico, Last Guardian, and any of those like Gen Design Reddit. Although, <laughs> Logan, Gen Design, what's up with that Reddit? There's no one on it. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I hardly knew there was one. There uh, is. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. can be so confusing sometimes. I, I, I sort of think they should all be fused into the team eco subreddit but you know everybody kind of wants to make their own for their little specific thing yeah that's right there's one for is there one for shadow of the colossus i believe there is um i think i saw it on google results and i just didn't click on it because I, I assumed it wouldn't be very active well anyone who's in charge of reddit if we could get you to just drag all of them into that <laughs> get them to fuse and just see if we could just call it like reddit.com forward slash R forward slash Fumito Ueda, and then just everything all together. Okay. Because I think between all of them, we would have something like 20,000 or so people, 20,000, 30,000. Um, but now I think it's like 5,000 on um, on uh, Team Eco, uh, six people and counting on Gen Design. Uh, the Last Guardian, <laughs> yeah, The Last Guardian has about 1,500. But uh, needless to say, look, we'll, we'll be including links to all of them in all of the descriptions so people can jump in and, uh, you know, maybe start cross, cross-pollinating. cross That would be pretty cool. So, but yeah, Reddit Rundown essentially listeners as we go through and um, both Logan and I will point out anything, either comments or um posts not, not even restricted to reddit if there's something that's linked to it like maybe on twitter or whatever we just call it reddit rundown because it's kind of our sort of primary dwelling mm -hmm. where we kind of arose from um after that we have a full-on reddit readout which is um we take one post in particular and if someone went to the effort of you know we'll credit them and everything break that down and what might be the case down the line is to have um some of uh, some of you uh, from the, either the reddit or elsewhere around the web or just the world really to jump on we'll make contact and we'll have you on the show either for a specific episode or for an interview uh and such um and after that there will be on to the main topic uh, which for this is the girl on the sleeping giant, and we're gonna just go full bore. I'm gonna throw it to Logan a whole bunch and just say unmuted go. How how is this gonna? Get? Yeah, tell me the game. I'm just gonna be, tell me how this exactly beat for beat how it goes. You know, right? Just more thoughts about about this teaser image. Exactly. Yeah. And so then, um, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then two <laughs> two more things. We do supporter shoutouts for those of us helping it helping us out on Patreon, uh, and uh, and then sign off as well. And that's also gonna be where I'm gonna be imploring all of you to make and just like gently force Logan to get his Patreon started because uh, <laughs> we really love yeah, man, take it to the next level, man. Curate, you know, people appreciate these things and, and the work we'll that see. you do. Yeah, exactly. We'll get that happening. Um but yeah, as you said, you know, let's just dive right back in. So further any further extrapolations you had just off the cuff uh, from the uh teaser poster and the teaser um postcard. 
Um, all right, well, the, my speculation tends to be uh, you know, very simplistic and, and sort of based only on, on what I can see. So, you know, there could be many ideas that I could have, and, and some of them you, um, you, you kind of maybe touched on with, like, uh, possible gameplay of, of maybe the creature doesn't like light yeah. um, and, and he tries to avoid light and you know we don't really know much about it um, we can certainly see that this creature is very pale yes. so I did sort of have an idea that he could be averse to light he could be like one of those creatures who who lives in a sort of cave for so long that they, they go blind and they look kind of spooky mm. um, That's right. and definitely just seeing it sort of lying down uh probably sleeping gives you this sort of image of like a sleeping giant from a fairy tale um it does and like those that. creatures yeah those creatures are often evil um so I, I do kind of get the idea that this creature is evil as well especially because um trico wasn't evil and the colossus uh the colossi weren't mostly weren't evil um some of them were kind of evil looking so it's time um, the, it's time for the evil giant yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's time for the for an evil creature from Fumito Ueda, and and um, you know, I can certainly see why he may have been averse to making something like that up to this point, because mm-hmm. when you have a creature uh, with agency who's out to get you, um, I think the AI for that is probably much harder to make that look natural in a game than it is to uh, have Trico, who sort of just does his own thing and kind of just investigates the environment. Uh, a creature who is who is evil is probably not going to do that. Um, he's probably going to start running after you. So to, I think to design gameplay around that um, and make it as realistic and immersive as Wade has done up to this point uh, is probably a considerable challenge. But I look forward to seeing him possibly uh, tackle that now. Definitely. Um, and again, go to the next level with, you know, they did a empathetic and intuitive and sort of, again, as you said, non-aggressive AI with with, with uh, Toriko or Trico, um, yeah. but to, to see something, as you said, more like aggressive, possibly like predatory or maybe again incorporating that somehow into maybe she has to harness the the harness the creature to like lead him places so that he can attack i, I don't know because you know like yeah yeah just a thought there but um, <laughs> who knows ahead. at all mm-hmm. um and and uh definitely i think one of the other major things i have to say is that uh we did, did say after the last guardian came out that he might possibly want to go back to an open world game for his next title um wow. and that idea is very interesting um, it doesn't really uh, match with with the possibility of this creature being evil. Um, I don't really know how those two ideas would work together. Yeah. So who knows if he's really going with that? Um, uh, certainly, this teaser image doesn't really do anything to make us think that it's an open world. Yeah. But that would be really crazy to see uh, him go back to another open world. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. And I wanted to say, like, just for our listeners, you know, again, what we'll be doing here. We won't just be looking, oh, look at the reflection of the thing. <laughs> Clearly, there must be reflection mechanics. It's like we don't go like uh, like um, conspiracy, conspiratorially close in terms of that viewing. But what we do take is to be as yeah, as objective and as um, plausible as possible with what uh, may end up being the case. For example, I've got a whole – I've got a comment here from a user, Footboil, um, based, who's talking about something that we can see that isn't uh, a speculation-based. It's, it's very clear that the, the coloration is quite um, light of the creature so this creature living in darkness fits with its pale coloration as it would have no reason to waste energy making pigmentation maybe that is the reason for its albino skin and i was also going to say maybe it's the reason why it's like all tired all the time who knows because it just doesn't get no vitamin d 
right? Um, <laughs> you've made some really cool interpretations. Looking forward to listening to the podcast. Hope it all goes well. Thank you, Footboil. Thanks. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what? any thoughts on, on, on the, what you raised about just like the pigmentation and what we can extrapolate from that? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, he said it. I mean, that's, it's, it definitely just seems like a guy who doesn't really um, leave his house much. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You know, didn't, yeah. didn't, really, it, it, didn't really flourish out of college. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that and, and, and the fact that he seems to be largely hairless does give it a more uh, humanoid appearance than any creature we've seen um, up to this point in a, in a yeah. uh, Fumito Oida game. Maybe other than the shadow creatures, uh, which are made of shadow, yeah. so they're not quite biological, even though they can be human-shaped. Um, he has very tiny legs, which is interesting. Mm. Um, unless, actually, I, I'm going to say it seems that way. Um, That's okay. You're right. In the first image, it definitely yeah. did. When you look at the second one, it looks more like like an ogre's hand on his like he's just reaching it. You know, as um, maybe if you've played Breath of the Wild, you know how the um, uh, the, yes. the hinoxes, you know, when they're on the uh -huh. back, they sort of scratch their stomach, and I just see his hand in, yeah. the, in that exact place you know so i think that's what it is yeah mm. but the in the first image i think that is a leg um sort of bunched up he's he has his knees kind of up i guess oh that um, could be a leg actually you're right that's very, yeah that's yeah very no I, I think the hand is up is there i think you can actually see the hand in the first image sort of above the leg on the right it's like the highest thing you can see in oh. the picture oh. the first picture there. it does look like an elbow i will say yeah, I think that's the arm, which is is visible in the second image, and and then um, yeah, yes, that is so intriguing. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that angle. That's also one of the cool yeah. things that comes as a side effect of you know riffing about this with someone on a show and in this format. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, my, my that's why I posted. I'm gonna just say, you know, the shortness of the limbs made me think either of like something stubbier. It's definitely so different to what we've seen before. And I thought of like a mole rat, which I posted on the Reddit. Yeah. Actually, and especially looking at it now, yeah, the mole rat thing was interesting, and you should you should maybe go a little more into that. That's some pretty deep speculation, but it was certainly yeah. interesting enough. Sure, um, I'm happy to share it, but I want to yeah, throw it to you but, first, man. You know, go for it. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I, I guess um, when I said this was a, the, the first picture from a different angle, that's not 100% true, um, because yeah. I'm noticing now the girl's actually uh, not on the platform yeah. um, in the new image. Yeah, Which is great. So, sorry, i got to say, that's great sequential chronological. She's like, oh, yeah, the first yeah. post is her sitting. The second post <laughs> is her uh, like like um, pushing herself away yeah. from it. Maybe the third third image we'll see is her like right in front of the beast. You know who knows? Yeah, maybe yeah. she's trying to get to us. And we're looking down at her. I don't know. Um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that that is very cool. There's a bit of a sequence there. But yeah, I think it it is obviously using the same models, and um, I think the monster is pretty much in the same position. I think if you sort of turn it, yeah. Uh, oh, and I. Can't even describe how you're supposed to turn it, but I think you can see the arm, and 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 it does match up. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you a trick. So you, with the show notes, right? Because I've put the, the images so close together. If you have whatever setup you've got there, either you know um, Mac or PC, you mm -hmm. grab from just flick between page one and two because I've put one. Uh, yeah, I've put the the latest postcard. That's the cover of the show notes, and you can flick up and down. And um, it's interesting, yeah. Like it's it's. I think he's mm -hmm. shifted in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, you know. But um, I, I I'm interested that you raised, you know, the fairy tale aspect of the sleeping giant, and that you've read them being evil. Is there any? Is there a specific example that you could cite, now, Logan? Oh, I mean, it's it's you know generally this this thing of um, you know, in fairy tales, sort of an evil monster uh, guarding a girl, 
uh, or just just of of yeah, and especially the the fact that um, he has kind of humanoid skin uh, and he's sort of wrinkled and, and ugly uh, just reminds you of an ogre or a troll, which are our fairy type creatures. You know, Trico, um, you could say, takes inspiration more from like these sort of not evil creatures, but like uh, you know, cryptids basically, which you see in the opening credits. Yeah. Um, that are just these like griffins and combinations of monsters, and, and I would say this creature does seem to take more inspiration from these specifically evil creatures in fairy tales. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm reading it here now, just to sort of annotate you and sort of uh, support what you're saying. It is the uh, James and the Giant. Is it James and the Beans? So um, Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes. Ja- uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, how he has to sneak past the sleeping giant, and you're right. Yep. There is that connotation of, of of antagonism there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, um, there's. I feel like all kinds of, of uh, creatures who have kept girls hostage in, in works of fiction. They're normally dragons, but um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are some other examples of, of ogres and, and trolls doing it. Because I know, um, you know, ogres and trolls, they're always evil, you know? I mean, that's what, that's why Shrek was so mad, because um, yeah. he, he wasn't a bad guy. <laughs> but then I always say, sorry, sorry, sorry. Why did I do this? Why am I like this, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> okay no but anyway yeah no i and and i'm sorry but like it's kind of sending me off on a loop because when you said that like that the, that the creature could be guarding her that i just had zero concept of that uh or, or as you said maybe trapping her so could we mm-hmm. i mean i i i think it's time for the female protagonist and we may even see another female protagonist rescuing a female protagonist that would be even more <laughs> that would be even more yeah and awesome you know? that would be something yeah that would be cool you know and just uh yeah um what are your thoughts on yeah possibly her not being the protagonist or that she is and she has to escape and it's not about her as like as it was with last guardian escaping alongside the creature it, it's about escaping the creature you know yeah, when I mean when you when you get into the first possibility of there being another protagonist, you know that can send you off on a whole bunch of different directions. I have no, I I just that would certainly be be cool. Um, yeah, and and you know then you could even start thinking, oh, what if we switch back and forth, and and you can like oh yeah, thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean that that would you know be. I I can only imagine what that would be like. That would be cool to have one player, you know, um, sort of have more power uh, uh, than the other one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, having the, the girl escaping would, would offer a lot of new types of gameplay that we haven't really seen, um, in an away to game. And it's interesting because in some of the earlier Last Guardian trailers, you have sort of these stealth elements that you see a little bit, um, in the finished game, but the specific element of stealth that's shown in one of these early trailers, which is, I believe, um... The boy kind of creeping behind uh, almost, her, yeah. yeah, yeah, almost like using cover and then using noise as like distractions. And I think he, what does he drop like a bucket on someone's head at some point? I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and I remember them like like the, the 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 suited the suited beings, which I've read it once uh, all the way through the Art of Last Guardian. They have a name; it's a, a Japanese name for mm-hmm. like haunted suit of yeah. Can't remember. Yeah, I'll, it starts with a K. Yes, that's right. So mm-hmm. we'll, I'll uh, elucidate myself. <laughs> yeah, for, for for episode two onwards. But um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like that hadn't been fully explored, so it would be interesting to see that uh, realized in this one. Yep. Yeah. Um. And it, it definitely um, 
reminds me of uh, two games, which um, I have played neither of them. I've seen footage of both, uh, where you are running away from evil large monsters, uh, one of which is Popo and Yo, where I believe uh, the yes. monster is sometimes your friend and sometimes not your friend. Have you played that one? Yeah, the one that he basically straight up, he came out, I think it was Tequila Softworks or something. The, the, uh, mm-hmm. They mentioned that it was like, I straight up, this is, you know, sometimes crazy. Yeah. They're, a bit, they're a bit elusive with the ex- inspirations. It's like, no, this is literally yeah. about my, my alcoholic father who was occasionally yeah. really lovely, mm-hmm. but then also turned into a monster. So Papu, yeah. Papu Yo, yeah, and Yo, yeah, you're right, like Papu and me, mm-hmm. you know. Know, me and dad yeah yeah, yeah. and, and I, th- I did think that too and I, and I love how you know obviously papa and your is is inspired by uh last guardian uh the, the, there's just there's some connective um dna there and i found this even when um you know like fumito he wrote the uh he wrote a um i think a, a dedication in uh the um booklet for the collector's edition of journey did you know about this no, I didn't know that. Well, I don't have it handy right now, but I will read it out on the next episode. But it's essentially him saying, you know, when I started creating games um, uh, and now I'm, I'm in the middle of finishing Last Guardian, it makes me so happy to see that these titles have, have risen up, that are like looking at the same subject matter. And I and I like that. And and I when I think of, I mean, for me, like Last Guardian is, is all Ueda and it's just this natural continuation. It just took a while to gestate mm-hmm. and, and become what it eventually became. But um, I, I like that there's that, interrelationship now between um this genre of games which i kind of humbly say that he um i think he, he pioneered this one um yep yeah definitely of this of this tone of this subject of this minimalism um you know if not pioneered then then uh, brought brought to the fore and and defined i think in the same in a, in a similar way to um how kojima made and that's another of our podcasts by the way death stranding podcast um to mm-hmm. he, he yeah with the, with the self genre the same thing so um i, I well, I'm going to throw this like this is a curveball. Could we be seeing something outside of exploration? It could, it's, he's saying open world. Could this be a, a break away from from some of the tonal um, consistencies we've seen in his previous works? Um, I certainly would not mind that at this point. Yeah, um, cool I think that yeah, change is good as time goes on, and and as much as I love uh, what Awaited does with every one of his games, um, some of the aspects might possibly get old after four titles. Um, True. So I would I would not at all mind seeing more gameplay. Just to be real quick, uh, the other game I was thinking of uh, in relation to running away from evil creature, uh, I believe is this game Little Nightmares, which is I think kind of a it's it's it is three D, but the camera is fixed. Yeah, two point five. Um, and it's it's. Yeah, it's a platformer that that uses physics, um, from what I've seen, kind of similar in in some ways to Guaita's games. And I think it's a platformer that makes an effort to sort of uh, kind of mask some of the AIs of its of its characters. Um, but I know it's got large, evil sort of monster people that that chase you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm that is a little similar to kind of what I'm thinking maybe could happen in this game. But those, yeah, that those are the two games that it, it reminds me the most of when you consider the possibility that the creature is evil yeah and i, I really I, i'm i'm just simply as you said you know it's we're doing a bit of de- deductive detective work really here listeners because yeah. we, we have so little to go off of but what's really uh what's really engaging um for us both when we have a wealth of information and a and a, a, like a lack of it is is to see how much we can sort of sa- like saliently like put together you know um or just yeah plausibly put together and just and realize um and yeah and just um Figure out what we, from from what we're actually seeing to see what's actually what actually could happen, and and for me, um, simply as you said, from a point of view of not wanting to do the same thing. 
four times in a row, we can now, and, and also the notion that a trilogy has been completed. Like for me, I'm more open than I would be if this was maybe the second of a, of a series of games or whatever. I'm more open for this uh, because of the fact that that sort of, it's been bookended, the, the mm-hmm. three, you know? And I'm quite frankly, I mean, like the endeavor of The Last Guardian, the 10 year development, the or 10 year rather taken to release and everything from, um, you know, when it was shown to when it was released. Um, yeah, I think it, it. I think Ueda is in that space, and we can just make non, not uh, completely conclusive because n- no one can be with this sort of. Um, and I quite like it, as you said. I, I, I like the, I, I like the idea of the of things being differently, as going uh, of things. Um, you know, having a different, um, have a different, having a different take. You know, for this time, this time around. Yeah, I mean, imagine you know seeing a trailer at E three where instead of of some sort of quaint Last Guardian thing where where this girl wakes up and and wakes up this monster and gets on its shoulder or something, you know, imagine like you know um, her waking up and and like running this monster waking up and and just being super angry and her running away and maybe like the monster could even like say something like in a, in a in another language. Wouldn't that be insane? Like to to witness that and and go like this is a new Ueda right here. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, seeing something like that. That would certainly get me excited. You would, it would for me too. And and you're right. The the, the giants so far, both uh, Trico and the Colossi, they don't speak really. They make they make yeah. noises. But um, uh, and and you know, we've seen you know characters speak, and obviously that um, Ueda ish, you know, different language. Um, yeah. Is there a, is there an actual title for that name, or just the un, the unknown language? I think. No, yeah, they don't have. I, I'm pretty sure the language in um, the three games, I think they're all different from each other. Oh, they are? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, if I recall, um, I think Eco has the simplest one. Um, and then Shadow of the Colossus is like a little more complicated, how they, they kind of mangle Japanese in a certain way. Mm. And I don't know if The Last Guardian... Uh, if we know much about, about how The Last Guardian... But I believe that at least Eco and Shadow of the Colossus are different. Hmm. I will say, you know, because I'm not, when, again, listeners, this isn't some, you know, uh, you know, like just going too excessively into, you know, super dusty academic dryness. Like, <laughs> we, we, we acknowledge that this is an interactive medium. And, and in fact, we celebrate that that actually reinforces and makes all the different elements uh, stronger than, than, than if they were sort of taken as separates, you know. So that's why, again, I say it at the top of every show is that it is like the most powerful medium ever uh, and most moving. But I will mm-hmm. say I've got to put aside a bit of space for Mega 64s for me to add a special. <laughs> <笑>いや。今日は一つの発表がありますさん Zebian Gangian Gambian De Tokyo Zebra Dakia Diabe Alzabadakia Gidia Zebadiaka Kachia Ozebere Zebriya Ha! 
Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. And, yeah. and he was so up for it too. And and like, because you were talking about the fake language, and I just hearing them create that fake language about, yeah. about Madden and stuff. It was just so good. <laughs> it was so funny. So again, I love that. I appreciate creators that can take uh, their work seriously, but not themselves. You know, it's it's important to be able to like laugh a little bit. You know. Yeah, Ueda's perspective on his own game has has always been extremely interesting. Um, I mean, he's just one of those game creators that. Um, he seems like, you know, so self-effacing a lot of the time, yeah. um, acting like he's, I'm just this guy and I, I do some art, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And that's why I decided ultimately, and not out of a thing of like, uh, idolatry or like boosting egos sort of thing. It's really just to say, Hey, humbly, just nudge him in the side. If he was like my friend at a party, he'd be like, Hey buddy, it's all good. <laughs> you, you know, you, you have led the, the creative, um, you know, energy behind these projects. They, they are your babies. And, and that's why I called it for me to a podcast. Yeah. Uh, to, to acknowledge that and then right always I always tie them both together because he he values his team so much and he's regular as you said you know very self-facing yeah. regularly acknowledges that acknowledges that he wouldn't have been able to make what he has made all these years um, for almost two decades mm -hmm. without his team so they're always tied in together but like that's why I named it Fumido Ueda you know on podcast mm -hmm. for sure um and yeah yeah so we were talking about language um and potentially the creature speaking um by the way, even if we're only like 40 minutes in, already there are angles that, as you just said, you know, um, uh, talking about sleeping giants, talking about um, her not maybe maybe needing to escape and all these things that only would have come out uh, from conversations with someone who had yeah, percolated on mm -hmm. this stuff as you have, as I know that you, I can tell that you have. Um, um, yeah, I, I, so I think the next thing I want to talk about is um, uh, where do you think, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the tiles are pretty spread out. We can't really get an idea of it. It doesn't feel like a castle, right? It feels, and it, and it, again, as we, we, we I've, as we've sort of iterated, it just makes sense that something else, something different, would be done, you know. Um, and so, escaping from a castle, I almost feel like ruling it out because that's literally what happened with Last Guardian, you know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, it is hard to say, definitely. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking even closer here at, you know, I'm, I mean, if you'd like, I can actually raise that thing that I discussed about mole rats, if you want. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I want you to jump in with with all the things <laughs> if uh, if anything kind of um, uh, yeah pops up epiphany wise. So let me quickly bring that <laughs> sure. up. Sure. show. Okay. So also, um, naturally, you know what? Before I do that, I need to throw it right back to you because, buddy. My man, uh-huh. again, listeners, I'm sort of just like I've stepped aside and I'm just with both my hands gesturing to Logan here and just being like this <laughs> this guy right here because what yeah. he did, uh, listeners, is I I posted it but like he gave me the image and what he took is he took um this uh image that was on the site of um yeah like Gen Design um and I have to shout out user um u forward slash c e t l a f so Setlaf um who uh, Logan found the image from um. Yes. It's essentially, you know, if anyone maybe listening knows, it's the image where um, there's that suit of suit of robot arm. It's like a headless suit. Um, there's like a little spaceship in the background, uh, a little undefinable kind of circular BB-8 looking thing. Yeah, and it's then, um, it's it's been on the Gen Design site since the very beginning, I believe. From the very beginning. And by the yeah. way, if you're looking at that image now, buddy, you see a second pig to the left. Mm-hmm. FYI. You know, with, yep. with a necklace around. And that's affirmed, by the way. Holy crap. Just, again, taking this time to take <laughs> to, to the closer look. Okay, so the pig has her has has the girl on the back. It's like it's like almost holding the chains. Did you see that? Yeah, there is. Um, I saw that there was a, a human on its back. And, yeah, we're talking about this, this just this compilation of sketches from Gen Design's website. Uh, let, let, me, let me get back up to it. Where the heck? That's right. I, I can <laughs> send it to you if you like. Yeah. Um, on the red. On. I can talk about it anyway. I I, I remember seeing oh, no, it. Um, it's better, it's better but yeah, I'm just trying to, to find it again to see if, uh, you, like I'll, you said, I'll send that it to you on does, Skype. How's that? That it actually looks like a girl, does it? That's right. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you now. So I've just sent it to you on the Skype. Yeah, so uh, so okay. if you're able to, I think you can drag the window to the left and still see Skype messages. So we can sort mm-hmm. of jump Yeah, I got it. One. I'm looking at it. I got it. Hey, I got okay. it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, I I can't really tell if that's a girl too much. Um, I just see I just see the hint of hair and then a sword on his slash her back. But again, um, I again I, I just I'm wondering about wanting to maintain these very clear separations between the titles and that they wouldn't want to quote Wanda too much. And uh, yeah, like that's this. By the way, I, again, I don't want I don't want to dilute listeners. It's like this guy is magic to me because I've seen this image about ten times before, and then he said, "Imagine if someone went right up to you and you'd been like, whatever, that's an orange, that's an orange." And then he's like, "No, no, no," and just shoved, just shoved it in your face, and then suddenly that orange is an apple. You know? Yeah, I was pretty amazed when I saw it. So I just want to hand that to you, man. I really appreciate that. That is some next level. And I, I and you know, I hadn't seen it. I was looking at the, uh, you know, the suit of armor more. Maybe again, this this image is so deliberately, strangely put together as a mm-hmm. preview image, and that's probably may probably have been the intent to. And the opacity on this thing is on like is at like twenty percent. You can really blink if you miss it. Yeah, blink and you miss it rather. You know. So um, and to the left uh, and. Yeah, obviously we're both looking at it now, and listeners, I'll have this in the in the uh, you know descriptions of both the YouTube video and the episode. So if you want to like quickly pause the video and like click, and so you can listen along while looking, we look and we see oh uh, yeah this pig-like creature um, with this face, which um, it does quote a little bit of the you know it has those really white wide eyes of Colossi, you know that they mm-hmm. all have, they all share. It has this chain uh, around its neck that culminates in sort of like an amulet, um, and 
there is enough right next to it's it sort of appears to have like a like a, a shirt on of some kind which would again would make me think of all awesome. those yeah those fairy tale depictions of like always the ogre or the troll has like this vest on or whatever you know that's like a weird yeah. thing with with fairy tales um but it definitely reminds me of the um of the Hinox a little bit from Zelda. And then there's this species of um, like pig-like creatures from Final Fantasy XII. They're not Bangar. What are they? They're mm. something else. I don't know. That's okay. Um, but on the left, I'm actually, because it's the one that I've noticed most recently, um, he's, uh, yeah, like this this amulet. I'm just so intrigued, man. I'm so intrigued. Uh -huh. You know, um, what it could mean. You about can see he's, um, his his hand is raised. If you look at that, uh, it looks like he's he's maybe about to pick something up, or maybe even the. Oh, it's he's hard to tell cage. what's he's under his hand. But yeah, it's it's something. I I'm not going to go that far, but you never really know. It could be. It's hard to say what it is. Well, I do see this. The, the general sage. You know how the the shape of a birdcage is just like uh you know um mm. the curved you know at the very top, and it just yeah. looks like he's holding it up and yeah, and that that reminds me of yeah. Yoda's cage, obviously, but um and. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to, this is me going off the rails. It looks like he's holding like a bucket of fried chicken in the other hand. <laughs> just, like, <this laughs> very slight bucket shape. But this is us de literally diving deep in, you know, and, and also having a bit of fun. Yeah. But, but yeah, so um, yeah, before I jumped into all my mole rat talk, which I don't know if I'll have a special mole rat bumper. You know, this is like <laughs> yeah. Albert's weekly mole rat report is like. Yeah, I know the mole rats. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> like, jump. I'll jump into that. Actually, what are your what's your thought on 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 the graceful and noble mole mole rat, my friend? <laughs> um, I saw them a bit on the Disney Channel uh, okay. many many years ago. Impossible. Um, in a television show yeah can possibly my man, uh, <laughs> my man. <laughs> um, yeah. other than that I, I don't have much experience with them they, they're a little cute in, in their way um, much cuter on the cartoon than in real life because they're pretty yeah. pretty horrifying in real life <laughs> i don't know i think there's something a little endearing about there them yeah they're like um, i'm ugly what can i do about it it's just like this yeah. you know they've had to accept it you know yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, get into that mole rat stuff. Okay, There's a lot sure. of anticipation. Get into that mole rat stuff. Well, I will oblige you. I'm more than happy to. So about three hours ago, I posted an article, which I may as well, if uh, the listeners are intrigued, feel free to skip forward if not. But we're going to um, take this angle, which again was first inspired when I first looked at the just hand and I was just trying to figure out, okay, there's the coloration that is definitely albino or troglodytic or definitely uh, giving the impression of it being a creature that doesn't see daylight very often, you know? Um, and that's again, reinforced, which was very great. Obviously, um, if I had posted this and then the next photo they posted was like, oh, it's like super colorful now. And that was just a desaturated. No, in the um, in the new postcard, that's also reinforced. It looks, uh, even, even though it looks quite weathered and the skin almost like, um, you know, from John Carter, there's those, uh, the, the, the white apes. I haven't seen John Carter, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, just skip all the way. Just maybe look, look, research like a DVD chapter list, and just find out when the timestamp is of when there's the battle in the arena. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, have fun with that, man. It's it's phenomenal. They they yeah. look um, they're huge and they're blind. They're blind gorillas. I'm I'm getting a, a picture of it now on Google. So yeah. Yeah. So and and yeah. So they're the blind white apes uh, um, from um, and they've got like four arms or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. And and that again, that was two thoughts that I had. But then I was like, okay. And by the way, what is additionally spooky is when I was um, 
of posting this, I just threw pig out there. I just did. I was like, oh, it reminds me if I had to um, sort of speculate on the possible kind of gestalt taxonomy of this creature, the same way that Toriko quotes all these beautiful, cute mm -hmm. animals of like cat, bird, dog, all these things, and deer, yeah. you know, um, with those Bambi eyes, you know, uh, super beautiful creature. And and then as you, as we talked about in, in our Skype, um, th this is going to be an ugly creature. It's, it just has to be, you know, <laughs> it, it, straight. And, and then all of that is supported and bolstered by like they're keeping it in the shadow, um, this this prominence of things being in the darkness. So then again, connotating, um, uh, yeah, that that it's that it's definitely like it's a creature of of that of that kind of environment. Um, and so then I kind of extrapolated this further, and I'll just read it for you. So taxonomic speculation: what different animals will the creature's appearance and behavior evoke? So. Um, and I basically say oh, a little bit about how the iconic imagery is really significant and powerful in his story. So, Ica was a boy, a girl, and then holding hands. There you go. There's your there's your um there's your uh, definitional uh and like thesis mm -hmm. kind of yeah haiku of that game. Then you have Shadow is the boy, his horse, the Colossi. Three elements. Um, the boy, the beast, and their bond. You know that's that's uh you know yep. Last Guardian. And then this one, girl, the doves, and the sleeping giant. So. Um, basically, let's focus up. So this creature is on it. The creature is on its back in this image, the second one, the postcard image. It's got its arm on, arm on its tummy. This is a much stockier creature than we've seen in Ueda's titles before, with much shorter limbs. Predictions for the genetic makeup are mole, rat, pig, and gorilla. Also, oh, mole, rat, pig, and gorilla. They're hiding the creature, I believe, not just to tease, but to introduce us to new narrative element. The creature being ugly, or at least mole, rat slash albino, cute ugly. This may seem <laughs> strange to share, mm -hmm, but but I was thinking of the sleeping creature uh, from the poster, and here's my extrapolation. So we see pinkish but albino skin. This made me instantly think of mole rats, and whether this creature may be another mix, as I mentioned, like Trico. Um, mole rats apparently don't age. That's apparently a thing. So it's like they defy the biological law of aging. So, and again, you know, really weird, really weird. And I need to jump fully more into that, into that, um, into the article to kind of, uh, yeah, just like learn more about that. But it is immediately off the bat a very evocative idea of like, what do you mean? Like, I know that jellyfish, for example, like they don't traditionally age, like they're essentially immortal because they, I don't know, they can renew their cells, like until they're actually killed or whatever. Mm. Um, so as a storyteller, like myself as well, I have this thing called the quantum myth and I kind of tell these, uh, you know, parables and like fairy tales and fables. And so I have this, yeah, just when I when I think of evocative imagery, and this is making no presumptions or ordaining to think that I know what, what his next idea is or anything like that. It's just basically, um, yeah, objective speculation based on what I'm seeing and what in my own experience. But I, I know that if I came across something like this, I'd be super intrigued. I'd be like, well, what if this is a, like, I, I want to feel this to you, actually, um, a Logan. You know how eternity, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, um, immortality, right? We tie it to like, oh, she's immortal, the vampire is immortal. And there's this element of beauty to it. Oh, look how beautiful that creature is for being immortal, you know? Um, there's that presumption. Yeah. yeah, it's a presumption in, in media and in storytelling. But what if we found that this creature is weirdly immortal, but it's also like the most butt-ugly thing we've ever seen? You know, like that it could be maybe being kept because it is like able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. No, go ahead. Um, yeah. Hello. Uh, uh, can you hear me? Sorry, there's a bit of a hiccup that, there. Yeah, yeah. I think we just had a hiccup. There. That, that's okay. A little hiccup. Yeah. And all I was saying is, um, yeah. What is? What are your thoughts on on this possibly being? more than just a giant like do you think it could have you know for example trico you remember how surprising it was when we learned that the i'm still a bit shocked about it by the way of the lightning coming out of its uh, yeah. tail right <laughs> so what what are your yeah, thoughts I... yeah i know right 
<laughs> I remember seeing that, um, I think, in Edge magazine is, is when they first revealed that. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm still, yeah, that was I'm so still weird. A um, taken aback by that, but yeah, what are your thoughts on what this a giant might have that's more than just being a giant? Yeah, it's a really interesting thing to bring up. Um, when you think of an evil fairy tale creature, you don't really think of like something that could have a, a power like, like that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, immortality has been something we touched upon in my uh, eco with the queen, who was beautiful. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, in guess two graphics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, this is a this creature is very different looking than the queen, but, but to think that, um, you know, Wade is in taking inspiration from naked mole rats and making this creature immortal is certainly a stretch, but it's also extremely interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, we know that Ueda really loves animals. Um, and it's funny to me that he was apparently pretty surprised by how much gamers loved animals, uh, and how affected they were by, um, Agro's quote unquote death at the end of, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Hmm. Um, but we know that he has always loved animals. Uh, we know that one of his early successes in his career was an art installation. Uh, where I do remember. It's very interesting where he he sort of set up a mm -hmm, yeah, he sort of set up almost like a cage in his zoo that had a bunch of sand, I think, at the bottom, and he set up all these little engines and things under the sand, so it would make it seem like there was a creature moving around under there, uh, even though there wasn't. And that was one of his early successes. So he's always had an interest in creatures. Um, and so, yeah, it would not surprise me if, uh, instead of being like completely fairy tale based, that there was some kind of natural inspiration for this new creature. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And again, yeah, definitely self-admittedly, this is, you know, going, um, yeah, like quite, quite extensively into speculation based on like just seeing the corner of a lightly skinned arm, you know, this thing might end up looking completely different <laughs> from uh, any of these yeah, creatures that we mentioned. And that's fully admitted from the top. And we never make any, you know, declarations like, oh, yeah, we figured it out. Like it's, it's really and in fact, that's kind of boring that way, because you kind of close off avenues of conversation, potential um, and angles of inquiry, you know. Um, but yeah, so I figured I'd, I'd, I'd proceed with this thing. So um, mole rats, they don't age. I think the creature will present a juxtaposition position unlike anything we've seen previously, where the Colossi are enormous and powerful yet docile and innocent, and Trico similarly is externally menacing in moments but is actually in real life curious and playful, a being who uh, defies his scale and how ambulant and lively he is, the sleeping beast, and let's call him Galdus, the one who shines in the darkness, it's a Latin uh, phrase, um, because yeah, interesting name. It sounds like a Colossus name. Oh yeah, well it's weird. Like I just was like, oh, what what can I call this thing? I want to call it something. So, uh, but yeah, something that is albino would yeah. like stand out in the darkness. So, um, shows a sign of being colossal yet pitiful, almost ill. If I may venture the suggestion, the pale white skin could almost be from being sick, possibly cancerous. This is obviously all speculation, but so far I think Galdus will be the ugliest creature from Ueda we've ever seen. None of the timeless elegance of the Colossi or the fantastical gestalt creature of cuteness that is Trico. The hidden and in shadow aspect of the poster certainly would indicate a beast that either prefers to or exclusively lives in complete darkness. Perhaps the central mechanic of this game will be based on protecting the creature from the harmful effects of light, the way that, you know, uh, you know like cancer is, is uh, you know, maybe like this creature is weirdly vulnerable in that way, possibly, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the first trilogy, as it were, prominently featured light and most of the scenes took place outdoors and above ground. What if this new title inverts all of those, literally? Perhaps just as Eco was a pay to connection between a boy and a girl, 
Holding hands in Shadow was about a man's relationship with nature and seeking slaying the Colossi, and Last Guardian was about a boy and his beast in their collaborative traversal dynamic. All in the open air, the girl and the sleeping giant may take place entirely underground, and could be about stealth or keeping the creature in the dark away from light. We could also be looking at a girl who perhaps resents the creature rather than bonds with it. Just thought I'd share some riffs. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, that was kind of um, my main angle on that. So, and yeah, the whole angle on the mole rats being immortal. So, was there anything from that kind of spiel that <laughs> kind of that, yeah that sort of flowed earlier when I just like typed that that uh, jumped out at you? Anything about maybe the the cancer the cancer angle? Yeah, I mean that's um, also something very interesting to think about. Um, and since he is lying down, you know, he, he could be sick. That that's certainly a possibility. Yeah. Um. Uh, that would certainly make it uh, a very sympathetic, uh, probably sympathetic. I mean, that would be weird to have him be sick and evil. Uh, that looks, you know, anything's possible. But uh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that would, um, if the creature is a good guy, then yeah, having him kind of be sick uh, uh, and and maybe having to help him um, avoid light sources somehow, um, that'd be a very interesting type of gameplay. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that what I was going to say is that um uh you know how how yeah how how would that work and 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 what setting could we be looking at uh that wouldn't and then I think in my main thing you know I gotta I gotta admit to you, Logan I have to admit like I'm in my mind I'm making sure when I when I base my speculations I'm I'm naturally just veering away from Last Guardian like not just because it was what the latest title was but it's because they worked on that title which is about a, 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 a small child getting a large beast out of it like I'm you know I'm just mm-hmm. trying to move as far away from that as possible with my speculations and I'm glad you're in the same space as well cause yeah you would think that that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so you would think that the depths themselves are going to move away you are cutting out a bit here oh uh, yeah you are no. and, I, and i'm so sorry like to interrupt you because i noticed because of the, the there's the bit of delay so um uh, yeah that's okay I'll, I'll by the way this is all be nicely edited and like super smooth and mm-hmm. awesome um, and i'll actually be editing out any skype delay so that'll be fine um yeah i um, just hope it doesn't happen too frequently like uh, you were saying what you were just saying there was a little choppy and yeah, there were just there for a few seconds times where you would I, I could barely hear. I just hope it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, is it happening now? No, not right now. Okay, cool. I suppose we can crack on. Yeah, and if it happens again, just let me know, and maybe I can even like call again because I can stitch the multiple calls together in the in the editor mm-hmm. later. So, um, so what was I saying? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm basically moving as far away from as possible from from Last Guardian. Um, uh, you know, as 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 really. I can, you know, and and I, I sense you doing the same thing, and I don't know, I don't see like it, it, it definitely quotes both Last Guardian with the sort of the, like the beam of light kind of resembles the the rope or rather the chain uh, that we saw in the mm-hmm. two thousand and seven trailer that was like leading down into the darkness, you know. Uh, yeah, or, or yeah. I mean, up. there was a I think a, a shaft of light that that sort of came into that cave too. It was a bright, it was a more brightly lit cave, but it was still kind of the light came from one point that that came down. That's right. That's right. Um, so there's that quote there. Then there's the Yorda. Oh, sorry, I keep saying Yorda. Sorry, the um, the the mono quote of uh, of being on the plinth. Um, and then there's also this. Um, I don't know if you remember from that first 2007 trailer of Last Guardian. Um, there's a shot at the very end where there is that super open like balcony that they run towards, and then mm-hmm. the, boy, the boy falls off, and and Trico grabs him with his, with his mouth, and then they both look out wistfully, and then it, yeah, it just fades out to the title. Um, I'm yeah. getting the impression that this 
may possibly be quite high up, you know, and this wouldn't have been the case if, you know, you and I, Logan, had started this podcast without seeing this image, we would still be in the dark, like literally in the dark, uh, speculating that this <laughs> would be based on that first image. But now we see a big shaft of light, which throws a little bit of my sort yeah. of troglodyte theory <laughs> a little bit out the window, which I'm totally happy. <laughs> I, love, I love being corrected and, and like further developing my perspectives and uh, speculations on things. And um, uh, so, well, here's the thing, you know, sometimes it's about trying to go up like it was with Trico and the boy, you know, had they had to go as high up as possible so that they could escape the nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this, this could be about starting very high up and then going down and maybe borrowing, borrowing maybe. down to escape. Yeah, there you go. More, more inversions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a, there is a significant delay I'm noticing now. I mean, I'm not, uh, from, from what I can tell, we, um, I'm not noticing a delay. It was just when, when um, you would get quiet, uh, that was the problem. But oh. In terms of a delay, okay. yeah. When I'm saying yup, you know, I mean, that's just because I don't really have much to respond <laughs> oh, That's, to that's hilarious. Um, no, that's fine. And, and, yeah. and in fact, you know, this is also just me wanting to um, uh, like cover as, as many bases, yeah. you know, and be as exhaustive, but no exhaustive but not exhausting you know with uh, with looking uh, and extrapo- extrapolating mm-hmm. information from two images and i'm definitely approaching it from the listener's perspective too is that you know we don't want to delve too deeply into mole rat talk and be like we've got it all figured out and, and i was actually joking yeah, at the, top of, at the top of the show about having it all figured out but um but needless to say <laughs> listeners yeah that's fine needless to say listeners it's uh, definitely something uh that you know going forward and, I, and as, I, as i say at the top of the show it's that we'll be chronicling it this could be a sign uh, this frequency of, of reveals could be a sign that like the, the, there's been a shift in in Fumito that he wants to and now frankly has the ability now to um, be more like to, to, to be less worried about um, whatever like was happening with 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 um, with this, with um, with the last guardian which was uh, needing to get that thing out the door you know I can tell he just went like I do this myself maybe with you and studying you know how at one point you just everything just shuts up and you don't want to talk to anyone and you just get to work because you, <laughs> you know you're like terribly overdue or that you have a, a, yeah. an upcoming deadline you know so mm-hmm. I, I but i don't feel any of that energy anymore at all and which is like i feel empathetically like happy for the whole team at gen design because they have this is a literally a new beginning after a very trialsome period mm-hmm. so what, what do you think that the headspace is of the of the studio is at now like they've been pretty quiet but again these little postcards postcards so what do you what do you think of of their vibe right now yeah, um, I definitely think uh, when Ueda was first planning The Last Guardian, he specifically wanted to make it quicker to produce than the first two games, uh, yes. which ended up totally not happening. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm thinking he may be trying to take another crack at that mm. uh, with this game. Um, and that does not necessarily mean you know it'll be uh, too much smaller in scale. Yes, it may be a bit shorter. The Last Guardian, I think, was longer than, certainly longer than I expected, maybe you too. Um, uh, and um, it, it may be a shorter game, but but I think it could be just as impactful. Yeah. Um, and I think they may be trying to, to have a quicker dev time, and um, I am very surprised by how quickly Ueda was ready to get back in there and back into game development. Um, I remember, there, I think there was an interview only a couple months after The Last Guardian released, where Ueda was like, by the time you read this interview, I'll probably be recharged and ready to start on another game. And I was, I was very surprised to hear him That's say so that. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly he's he's passionate about his ideas, um, which is great to see. 
which is great to see. And yeah, I saw, I'm just, you know, as I'm looking for images, I, I tend to, I do, I'm doing the Colossus countdown right now, um, Logan and listeners. It's, uh, you know, we're at uh, Colossus number six, I believe, which is Barba, right? So we just posted about him on, on Instagram. And um, whereas, as I research for images, I'm, I come across, uh, you know, stuff from Gen Design's Twitter feed. And I saw that he was um, receiving that award, uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award, actually. Um, did you see that one? When did he win this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and again, it goes along with the fact that he's been like super humble and stuff. But he says, yeah, um, it's the the Drago d'Oro, which means the um, um, <laughs> which means the the golden dragon, right? And um, so Final Fantasy fifteen wins Game of the Year, but um, Fumito Ueda was specifically given um, Lifetime Achievement, which you know that's cool, really, really beautiful. And um, I'll actually send you the link uh, here so that you can have a look at it for sure. Terrific. Um, there's only one more thing from the image that I wanted to ask you about. And uh, why do you think they're quoting Dove so much, man? What is the significance of Dove? <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. Uh, I, I think it might come down to just the fact that Ueda likes animals a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he likes to just kind of populate his worlds with life in some way, even if it's a very small form of life. So I just think he kind of likes birds um, and having birds fly around. But all I was there saying, was something yep. yeah, when you were talking about uh, Barba or something, but then you, you suddenly started talking about a Lifetime Achievement Award. I don't know if there's something I didn't hear in between those those two statements. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's right. Yeah, he, Okay, he, here's the connection. Now, the mysteries yeah. will be revealed to you, Logan. So the mystery of, of the Skype that malfunctioned <laughs> was this. Yeah. Um, so I was saying that um, I had come across at some point this Lifetime Achievement Award that he, do, that he did because I usually um, update every, every day I'm doing the Colossus countdown and we're up to the, the sixth Colossus, right? So Barbara. Is this on Twitter or Facebook? On Instagram, which then populates oh, okay. Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And right. um, so while I'm researching, you know, I go on the Google and uh, just because there's related images, I come across this totally buried. I didn't see any IGN article about it, but yeah, no big deal. Fumito Ueda wins a prestigious Lifetime Achievement Award, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, that's how Barba and Lifetime Achievements are connected. Nice. <laughs> Tune in next week for more Skype delays. Yeah. yeah, I know. I really hope we can figure this out. We will. We will. And you're coming through clear now, so let's just pray to the Skype yeah. deities that it continues. And um, I always <laughs> do. Yeah, I was going to say, like at the end of all like interactive artistry stuff, I do is I'll just, as I mentioned like earlier, that I'll just put stuff at the end, you know, so that people understand maybe if there's any jumps. Though, although I really, right. I really do take take my time with the edit, and uh, uh, it's. Just personally, like, I mean, you've listened, I'm sure you've heard podcasts and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's always really nice when you can see that the thing has been like really beautiful, like really nicely and smoothly edited, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of just what I want to do with uh, yourself and, and any shows that we do here. So, um, um, yeah. So that's pretty much covers everything, listeners, with, um, with uh, the, you know, Essentially, we, we folded Reddit Rundown and uh, and Reddit Readout uh, into one. Um, but I want to throw it to you, Logan. Anything on the Reddit recently, apart from... Uh, and this isn't self-aggrandizing. It's just because we've just put the stuff there ourselves and talked about it ourselves. But apart from, from yeah. what you and I have put up and talked about, was there anything recently... It can even be related to the Shadow of the Colossus stuff happening. Um, anything on the Reddit that sort of jumped out at you? Well, uh, in terms of the Shadow of the Colossus stuff, I've been avoiding that um, because I, I am a pretty spoiler-conscious person, and anything that is new in this remake, even little Easter eggs and stuff like that, um, I would definitely prefer to avoid at this point. Yeah. So there have been posts about about the map and, and about some maybe other mysterious things. I've heard something about a, a trophy named after a certain person. 
Um, but I, I'm trying not to look into any of that just because I, I want to be surprised even if yeah. just a little bit. I agree um, with you. So, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't really been paying too much attention. Um, I love, there's always like a constant stream of threads on The Last Guardian subreddit, which are like, I just beat The Last Guardian, and I love it, um, which is always <laughs> nice to see. There's like always these threads. Uh, someone posted four days ago about a, a tattoo they were doing of The Last Guardian, which is yes. really cool. Lovely. Yeah. Um, and then there was some more, uh, some art someone posted where, uh, it's a really beautiful art of Trico and the boy that, uh, ended up that, that the actual source was a GIF, some of the coolest fan art I've seen by this guy, Niku Senpai on DeviantArt. Uh, he made this art of the last guardian that is like a, it's like a, a GIF. It's so hard to describe. Maybe you can wow. put it in the description. Um, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll link it to you. And, and that was like my favorite thing that I saw on the subreddit recently was that, um, Super artistic. I know it was featured on DeviantArt, uh, one of their daily art pieces for how good it was. Yeah, I'll admit, uh, Logan, I seriously, like, if you give me the task of finding, you know, maybe let's say for you it takes to just maybe post to Twitter or Tumblr, maybe a, a handful of, like, maybe like a minute or two. I have regularly been just, like, paralyzed by how phenomenal the art is all over the place up and down <laughs> totally. up and down the joint for all of the titles um and i just i just start curating and collating until my computer starts like chugging up because of how <laughs> many because of how many tabs i've opened um and then i recently discovered the you know and i want to discuss this probably later when we're breaking down the various different uh, stages and, and uh, elements and aspects of um uh, shadow of the colossus there's an artist who has explored what happens right after you know, Shadow of the Colossus with like, uh, like oh, cool. a, yeah, like the little baby Wanda, you know, uh, or uh -huh. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think Ueda did a couple, uh, he did one drawing of that himself, I believe, yes. of, uh, of like a post Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got that on the on the Reddit. I'm uh, sorry, on on the mm -hmm. list of there that one. Um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to diving into that one there. So I suppose I should outline here for our listeners um what we're planning um with the because I've I've explained it in, in the Reddit elsewhere, but you know we want to have everything sort of condensed to to the one post. So essentially for this um first episode again, we sort of dove straight into this brand new reveal, which we, again that was so lovely of the of the cosmos to just throw us this extra <laughs> extra image to just sort of yeah we ended up um. Now that I'm looking at our recording time, we ended up spending a bit of a, about an hour on that one there. So that's yeah, yeah, and just to kind of uh, give um, you know listeners the uh, the clear sort of um, yeah the clear evidence that this show will be it'll lead the way the like news will lead the way always like new developments and then interwoven into it will be these stage by stage character by character area by area revisitations of um the last guardian and uh, shadow of the colossus and eco so what we'll be doing uh quite obviously is um you know we have shadow of the colossus by blue point you know the amazing remaster which is i agree uh, wholeheartedly with yourself logan like i'm just wanting to have just that brand new experience there you know i'm not really mm -hmm. diving into anything i saw the interview though with ko otani ko otani is such a mellow guy he's so cool <laughs> yeah yeah you know yeah, and um, and 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 I know you've probably seen at least one of the recent trailers, or at least a trailer. Yes, yeah. I, I I do tend to watch whatever Sony puts out. Uh, yeah. They normally they show kind of the sim the same similar clips over and over again. Yeah. Um. So the stuff that Sony puts out, I have no problem checking out. Um. Oh, except for like the extended gameplay videos. Um. It's just kind of the stuff that's now coming out from Twitch streamers and and yeah. whoever else that actually has the game that I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. Can I can I mutually bemoan something with you, man? What is the point sure. of watching the first fifteen minutes of a game? What like really ask yourself like, 
it, it just what like it, you know it's like, like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. gonna play that like you know if you're interested in the thing yeah like when i see that and maybe i don't know if it's like i mean i'm quasi hypocritical because i remember being so caught up and wrapped up in bloodborne that i ended up watching that and it was mm -hmm. cathartic for me or vicarious for me because i don't think i had a ps4 at the time um so it, it felt like oh this will be cool you know um but uh yeah like just from that notion though like you can get everything you can get out of a 15 minute like first 15 minutes thing you can get that out of a trailer and you will have preserved that first 15 yep. minutes for yourself to be able to say yes i saw this and i played you know not that it's about like bragging rights or anything but like you know mm -hmm. I, I just think you know if you're if you're sitting down to play the thing like play the thing you know <laughs> right yeah so, but there you go so that's that for me with um with the shadow of the colossus uh remake uh i wanted to quickly finish just with um you know mentioning to listeners you know the, the actual like um schedule um so i've made uh, a few posts um if you go to uh user albert kessa um a-l-b-e-r-t-c-h-e-s-s-a that's my kind of personal uh, reddit there which you can kind of check my post to see um to make things easier because i'll be posting like updates th throughout all of them and we also have um interactive artistry uh reddit as well so you just that's it's just reddit.com forward slash r forward slash interactive artistry um by the way i've always said the forward slash r again because it's really weird that like i know that they use that to de to determine between users like you as user r is reddit and mm -hmm. like actual community but it, you can it's but in all other social medias it's like oh it's just facebook.com forward slash blair you know um and i always have yeah. to remind myself to say forward slash r and just like <laughs> you know <laughs> make sure i do that it's annoying to it's annoying to google sometimes like um you know, for the video game The Binding of Isaac, if you want to go on the Isaac subreddit, you'll Google like R slash Isaac and it'll it'll like take you to the, like the Google results will be about like this guy named like Robert Isaac or something like that. <laughs> That yeah, is, so like hilarious. it could be annoying sometimes. Yeah, it is definitely. So I'll just read from the post that I uh, did. It was um, two days ago. Um, so as we as well as talking about the lands of light and dark, please do head over there. We have um, you know, it's just land. Is it lands of light and dark dot dot com? Yes, it is. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I offer, um, as they say, news and views is, is um, I <laughs> something I many do. a YouTube channel has <laughs> said. <laughs> So, yeah. I like that. No, no, I, I appreciate that. Also, may I ask, when did you get started with uh, the Lands of Light and Dark? I got started, I think. Um, let me actually. I, I do have, I believe, a little timeline. Yes, 2013. Um, I think it would have been maybe a little over halfway through 2013. Okay. Um, which is when I really started to uh, feel the weight um, for the Last Guardian. <laughs> yes, <laughs> feel the weight. I of said. Of expectation, yeah. and then the weight, the actual W A I T weight as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and and uh, it was just called soon, soon. That was actually the original <laughs> name of the blog. Um, because I was like, it's got to be soon, you know. And I was, yeah, back then it was very kind of Last Guardian focused. But uh, when the Last Guardian was reannounced in 2015, I said oh, I got to rename this blog. So I just came up with something kind of simple. Um, that that encapsulated the three games it does yeah and there is such an emphasis on light and dark both in the themes and in the li like the lighting mm -hmm. itself you know it's very prominent and then light and dark is just you know, the perennial timeless concept of you know jedi sith uh, you know sauron you know frodo whatever like this <laughs> yeah. there's these this beautiful dynamic and polarity and um you've i'll quickly give you this quick little tale because i know that i have literally five minutes left with you right because you want to crack on with the rest of your, of your day is that is that pretty much no 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 we can we can go on a bit more really okay, cool. um yep 
Yeah, but, even if even if I have to miss Dragon Ball Super, you know, that's fine. Like we're doing the first episode. I wanna just get as much out of it as we can, oh, really. Um I, I never yeah, I never said I wanted to leave soon. I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate it. But what I was going to say is, yeah, with light and dark, you know, I, I sort of, um, when I think of these these uh, polarities, you know, and juxtaposition, really, there is no greater juxt- juxtaposition uh, visually or thematically than between light and dark. And then, um, you know, what, you know, ones and zeros that make up all kind of polygons, all games are made up of those two pol- polarities. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, probably philosophic philosoph- philosophy majors are just rolling their eyes and be like, duh, obviously, that's like the eternal thing. But when you extrapolate <laughs> that, you can really, really understand timelessness. Now, timelessness is defined by things that endure, and the physics of the world are something that holds everything together. And we wake up in day. We, everyone, every person who's ever lived, wakes up in the day and falls asleep at night. Um, and uh-huh. uh, because of the prominence of this, like you know, his intentions are light, but his execution is dark. That's that's <laughs> wonder. You know, um, yeah. and then you have Ico. Sorry, Ico. He's he's um, he's a virtuous young boy who has been cursed. You know, and then Yorda. You know, she is this beautiful, glimmering light in this completely like darkness-filled castle. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, you know, even Toriko, that like, man-eating eagle, that's in his name. It's his. Yeah. It's, it's such a threatening and and, and dark sounding name, and yet he is one of the cutest creatures ever to be made yeah. ever. You know, so um, I think you really nailed it with the nomenclature there, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It, it immediately stuck out to me as just like it. it I I could have gone for something a little more fancy, but in the end. Um, I think that was that was just perfect. You know what I'm hoping, Logan, is that uh, for the inevitable book, bull book that you'll write uh, called <laughs> the, light, <laughs> the Lands of Light and Dark, that if we could uh, just maybe put in, you know, oh yeah, participate in like one of the footnotes, participated in Food and Water podcast. <laughs> yeah, or, totally, totally. Maybe by the end, if you're feeling generous enough, I'll, I'll happily write write a little write a little something. <laughs> but we'll see. For, quite frankly, honestly, because it just sounds so lyrical, and it it would really lend itself to if you wanted to at some point write a nice big uh, treat, uh, treatise or dissertation, uh, or just like any kind of novel. Really, would be really nice. And actually, mm-hmm. speaking of yeah. which, we re- we reached out to um, Damien. Um, he is uh, uh, the head editor of um, Third Book Publishing. And he wrote a beautiful book. It's in French, the title, and I won't try and butcher it by saying it. But he uh, he responded to me on Twitter. Um, it's like, yeah, the over of love. Yeah. yeah, the fumito uh, ueda, you know. But no, and no, it's a beautiful language. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't do it justice at all. And he was so kindly. He replied, and um, he said that, like, you know what? I would love to. I can't wait to listen to it. I just at this stage, my English just isn't there yet. You know, which is, and mm-hmm. I totally understand because I, you know, I grew up in Italy and my English for a long time was mm. just like bleh, you know, I just didn't have it. So, and, um, and, but I'm like, you know, we'll make something happen. Either, you know, I'll get my girlfriend to translate because she speaks French, or oh, at really? one point later when you feel cool enough for it, like, or, or as in that you, um, cool with it rather, yeah, to, uh, to, to appear, um, that'll be pretty cool. So you and me might be interviewing this guy who wrote a full length analysis yeah, that would be crazy yeah um and and it's so cool that people have have written these analysis of 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 Ueda. i mean you know that's a whole other level of passion um i mean there's this guy nick sutton who you know he wrote a book about shout of the classes for this bot vice boss fight books yeah uh, sort of brand uh they, they they put out these books about video games and i think nick sutton later went on to uh co-write uh, uh an extraordinary story the official uh um you know, book detailing the development and, and going inside The Last Guardian, which is really cool. 
that is so cool. Maybe we can get again all these people whenever, as yeah. as as you know, um, as time goes on, it'll be nice to see if um, I'll reach out to these people, and it'll just be based on their availability and their willingness to want to jump yeah. on, and then you and I can kind of yeah riff with people, and that's that's what I mean, and that's why I sort of going to be saying it at the start of every every show is just to kind of reinforce what what the show isn't just like casual discussion. Like there's going to be a bunch of that with the news and everything, and just casually like exchanging riffs about the story and everything but it would be nice to like maybe like a year or so from now or however many years from now just be like there's this nice beautiful tidy almost like a bookshelf of just like we went through area by area we we sort of discussed Mm -hmm. everything you know exhaustively lovingly intimately um and truthfully uh looking at looking at this material and um and having fun along the way and and listeners um yeah i'll be quoting some of the posts that i that i um have been continuously referring to, but I, I'm just really enjoying going in these little like uh, tangents with Logan. He's such a kindred guy, and I'm really pleased to have you here, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. For sure, man. So, um, but yeah, as I mentioned, so we at Interactive Artistry are extremely pleased that a super perceptive, professional, and personable member of this terrific sub will join me on the show. That's that's you, myself. That's you, that's you, my friend. Um, and so, uh, yeah, episode one will be unmeted impressions. So, a session where each of us discuss, speculate on the girl and the sleeping giant, covering hopes and ideas on what we may be seeing. As more news unearths, we will cover it in future episodes as well. Episode two, which will be February fifth, February fifth. Um, yeah, episode two, which will be February fifth, will land a week later and potentially a day before our PS4 timeless revisit to the Forbidden Lands. Blue Point's Shadow of the Colossus releases on the sixth. This episode will discuss the title overall and will be followed by eighteen more weekly episodes, one for each of the Colossi, which <laughs> where we'll discuss symbolism, Koatani's music, morphology theories, and more. Followed by an episode for Dorman, and then a season closing episode uh, on what may have happened after the events of the story. Um, cool. At one point, we'll also discuss um, the, the director of It and Mama, uh, who is Andres Muschietti, mm-hmm. who is technically still involved in a Shadow of the Colossus film. Supposedly. So, supposedly. You know, yeah. uh, we'll, but we'll, uh, we'll maybe, again, maybe by the time we've, uh, you know, as again, as time goes on, you know, like uh, we maybe hear little hints for things, and this yeah. would be, um, you know, a reductive way would would be to call this passing the time. But for me, this is super worthwhile unto itself, like for yep. its own right, you know. Um, yeah. So um, and then by the cl- cl- conclusion of this season, uh, ending on the eleventh of June, again potentiously a week before E three. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I didn't make this up, man. This is all just like that's rad. It's crazy. You you go sixteen class A one for each week, then the dormant episode conclusion mm-hmm. episode leads us straight into E three, where <laughs> I have not like that's. I think we're going to see. We have to see something. I think it's going to happen. For, quite frankly, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, I really loved uh, your uh, you know you sort of shared that possible thing of of happening at at E three of um seeing you know you shared like what a, what an intriguing trailer might be, but. Again, mm-hmm. I like I like to do this. Just go for it. Like it's gonna happen. Just describe exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> go go go. What's gonna happen at E3? Oh man. Um. So you mean in terms of the trailer? Uh, or in terms of whatever you know? And some yeah. Go. I mean, geez, I I, I think um. Oh, it'd be so cool to see Uweda on stage. Yes, um, that's what I'm. Thinking. I don't know if he. Yeah, I don't know if he would do that, but that would be so cool. I mean, like. Um, I really think, like, despite, you know, how sometimes it seems that the reception of The Last Guardian wasn't that great, I know everyone in that audience would, would freak out. They would freak um, out. And, yeah, I think they would um, They would definitely, he would introduce a trailer, um, probably make some reference to the fact that it's, like, surprisingly soon since the release of The Last Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah. then they would get into it. And, and yeah, I would, I would um, you know, of course I don't think we're going to see any gameplay. 
Mm. Um, but I would just love to see a trailer that would be like so opposed to like the Miller's Crossing kind of like um, like friendship <laughs> uh, aspect of the Last Guardian trailer. Like I would love to see something that just completely bowls us over, yeah. Um, while still, of course, feeling like in a way to title. Yeah, um, I love all of that, yeah. man. That's cr- I'm getting goosebumps here. That's great. I love that. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, I love E3, and, and E3 just is always so satisfying with when, when it just when they get it right in introducing a new title it's it's magic yes it really is magic yeah and and um you know for listeners who might not know um so miller's crossing was they took music for mm-hmm. from that movie to for the first 2007 trailer which um even yeah even though it's on the ps3 engine and everything it's it's one of those i don't know pathological things for me it's just like it just that that trailer like chokes me up like i'll, I'll always like shed a little bit yeah. for that one because of everything um you know tied up and wrapped up in like as i've defined uh in a couple of episodes actually leading up to this one and i'll say it here and i'm happy to say it forevermore and into all the other episodes maybe not each <laughs> one but i'll say it here and there is just that when you really like open my chest and you look inside it's like interactive artistry uh, because of how this medium is connected to that's why i call it a life affirming medium is because it's the only medium that unlike you know other like passive kind of art forms not discounting them at all some people have different preferences mm-hmm. but unlike film tv and literature uh, games require your active participation and life requires your active participation to be what it is so there's an intimate beautiful link that can be leveraged and yeah. explored yeah that can be leveraged to tell the most worthwhile and moving stories ever so um that's the sort of the beating heart of this, of this, uh, of this network and, and, and this endeavor. And, and certainly actually just as a, from a place of self-admission, it's the, with Fumito Ueda, like he's the beating heart of that, you know? So it's the, it's the very core of, um, uh, of, of sort of my relationship with this medium is, is, is definitely encapsulated and embodied in Fumito, uh, yeah, Mr. Ueda's work. And, um, but yeah, so, and, and that's, one one of the one of the reasons as well it's, a, it's a, on a personal level but also i know that just from the community that I've, we've actually received a few um nice uh, comments actually by the way um just in the meantime as we've been recording by the way should i read some of them out cool. oh yeah yeah go ahead yeah yeah sure so i'll uh, jump out of this one reddit post and we have on the latest post that i made uh, so we had um Oh, Seltalf says, I didn't even notice the profile before. Uh, it's so obvious now. I was distracted by this. <laughs> it's clearly the same character, though, so at least I know that it was. I wasn't imagining the pig-like features. Don't worry, Seltalf. You're not yeah. going crazy. We see the pig, too. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think it was from the other person who said, yeah, um, yeah, made some really cool interpretations. Looking forward to listening to the podcast. So um, um, I've sort of mentioned uh, that like we had structure we folded things obviously all together it's the first episode you know it's episode one mm. we'll, we'll iron things out as we go along but we will have at the end of these episodes sort of like a community section where people from either the twitter or whatever when they start like more more extensively reaching out especially listeners if you're listening we are looking for a valus person so the first colossi we would like to have someone join me and logan and in discussing your relationship or perspective on them if you feel like you have a, a personal story that relates to this particular colossi there's there's got to be someone who who ha- who whose favorite is phallus i mean he's the first one he's the first that. one he's, he's so <laughs> he appears like when i was looking for the colossus countdown it was just i was inundated you know uh, avion mm-hmm. was tricky because um uh, and you can even see it like i found this beautiful sketch but resolution wasn't the best um uh, mm-hmm. Avion wasn't getting a lot of love. Uh, uh, and yeah. I did see, like, when I did a bit more. It's weird. Yeah, Avion's so beautiful. So Yeah, and I think he, he is some people's favorite. 
Mm, yeah, um, I've I, heard it several times. I think I may, may even have seen an Avion tattoo because it really that silhouette really oh, lends yeah. itself to that. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so that's that's our community there. We're gonna obviously hear hear more from you hopefully um, as as time goes on, and then I will finally stop taking tangents and actually finish reading out this post <laughs> which is the structure post and um yeah as i said we're just getting things started so basically listeners um after that you know we'll have the uh e3 and e3 will bring what it may that's why we went on the tangent because we explored e3 that's why and if you're wondering yeah. listeners what i think everything logan is said i absolutely behind that um and additionally i would love to see um you know because they have that whole stage set up and everything uh you know how with um the remake of Crash Bandicoot. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Yeah, had like they had the the shadow projected, and so then his shadow yeah, that was really cool. I I would love to see uh an like, I, and I know it's a bit soon. Maybe this is an E three twenty nineteen thing, but I'd like to see an Ico <laughs> an Ico remake announced. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it's coming. I think it's got to. I think as long as Shadow of the Colossus done uh, does well, um, even though Ico is you know not quite as well loved, uh, I think it's gonna happen. Right, absolutely. Okay, so well, we're gonna just dive right back in because I'm, you know, t- t- taping up, like tailing it off a little bit or tying a bow on it a little bit. But now I just want to dive right back in because you know what I just thought. Just looking at this postcard, uh, she looks very much like Yoda. She really does, you know. Um, and what would you think of like, you know, just how some people say that there's this connection between Ico and Shadow of the Colossus? Do you think that there could be any connection narratively between this girl? Could she be someone or the daughter of someone or anything mm-hmm. like that? Or just this is a quick little, just throwing it to you super quickly, a little round table. Yeah, um, I'm always very hesitant to draw connections between the games um, just because I feel like that's what everyone kind of wants to do. And people often... Um, tend to kind of reach too far in their theories uh, in terms of that. You know, when I hear someone say uh, Mono is the queen, I, I pretty much roll my eyes. Like, yeah, I, me too, and, me you too. know, I'm sorry if, if, like, I'm sorry if any of our listeners think that. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, I tend to roll my eyes at theories like that. That's um, right. But I, I would like to see another game, um, you know, that a game that is more obviously connected. Um, I think the coolest thing to do would, would be to have the girl end up being the queen for Miko. But I mean, who the heck? Oh, is? there you go. Yeah. That's what I was looking for, <laughs> listeners. We'll see you next week. There's your teaser. No, okay. <laughs> but that's beautiful, man. And that's exactly right. Again, for me, you know, and obviously I want to say on that, on that note of, you know, people rolling their eyes and stuff. For me, if you have a theory and a perspective, it's a sign of security in it and a sign of faith in it that you can take criticism and that because if you are insecure about it, that's when people like lash out. It means you're not convinced of it yourself or you're not secure in yourself about it, you know? Um, so I think, uh, you know, for all the people who do have those theories, that's totally fine. And I think the, the, the sign, a sign that you do believe it and that you have this like faith towards it uh, is, is to make space for uh, other viewpoints as well. But, you know, we can't, like a podcast can't change people's like sometimes as you've probably experienced in your own uh, time with like maybe conversing with people about this medium. Some people have very strong ideas and that they're very mm-hmm. unshakable on them, which I, I find like intractability pretty unappealing in like people. Um, but what I've been so fortunate by by having and experiencing with uh, the Team Ico Reddit, Last Guardian, Shadow of the Colossus and Gen Design Reddits is that um, everyone's been so nice. And and I and I say this, and maybe this makes me like sappy and daggy, but like you can't you can't take that, you can't take that for granted, man. The sea, the the, the 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 um the internet is like a roiling sea of potentially really caustic and toxic egos, right? Um, and so when we find little <laughs> islands of really like like kind and 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 uh, respectful and erudite and um 
fun and and uh, like yeah, caring and supportive people like yourself, Logan. It's it's really something to just take a moment and be like, I'm grateful for that. So simple as yeah. that. You know, won't get too sappy, but yeah. Um, coolies. All right. So as I mentioned, after E3, which we then uh, took another further tangent in, in the middle of saying we're taking tangents, um, <laughs> the original and immaculate Ico will receive the same area by area, concept by concept, and character by character treatment as the Shadow of the Colossus breakdown, which we will, will be 18 episodes long. So this one, the Ico one, um, you know, just going off of your impressions, I put 20 episodes here. Roughly, if in your memory, how many areas do you think it has? And that we could, would you put that at about a 15 or 20, um, depending on, again, there's puzzles, there's different areas of the, mm -hmm. of the castle we could talk about. Um, we can basically just take a methodical approach to it. Um, how do you feel? I feel like, um, aside from talking about how beautiful everything is, I don't know how much discussion you can get out of the individual okay. rooms in Eco. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I would think it would be on the shorter side. Okay. Um, but ten, there will be a lot episodes. to talk about in, in terms of the story. Yeah. There will be, yes, and then also on the cultural impact of the game. Uh, because, oh yeah. As we mentioned, yeah, Fumito, uh, for all intents, you know, really did bring this medium. I uh, sorry, bring this. Oh, I'll bring this medium obviously to to a new level in terms of narrative, artistic validity, and um, you know, creative potential, mm -hmm. storytelling potential, especially with that minimalist angle. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot of talk centered around that. And in fact, what I could see happening is actually having interviews with people. Um, this is a lofty goal, but Johnny Greenwood from uh, Radiohead, who was just recently announced for an Oscar, there's no way we'll get mm -hmm. him on the show. But who knows, you know, people who have said on record as saying, this is the most beautiful, affecting, powerful game I've ever played. E uh, Wait, Johnny Greenwood has actually said that about Eco? Oh, yeah. Google it right now, my friend. Go uh, now. Just type. That's Johnny really cool. I mean, I, I watched Phantom Thread last week. Uh, the score is amazing. I'm actually going to see it again this week. Um, oh, wow. I, I need to then. I, yeah. Your endorsement is all I need as a hear. So if, <laughs> if you do Google, yeah, just jump on. I'm going to do it now. Yeah, I will do that. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, he was one of the main sort of proponents for for Eco himself. Yeah, wow. He listed top, his top 10 video games. I didn't know that. That's really cool. <laughs> How cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. Mini little Reddit shout-out. We have someone, a uh, source gaming interview. It's with Fumito Ueda with Entertainment Station. So it's a very comprehensive um, interview about his childhood. Um, and sort of it's very, yeah, we'll probably be quoting a bit of this on the next yep. episode. Yeah, because um, as, as well as discussing Shadow of the Colossus, I want to dive into this one. as well. So I'm booking, bookmarking this for next time, definitely. So, um, yeah, so as I've mentioned, you know, after the eco breakdown, which, again, let's just say between 10 and 20 episodes, will then have the same treatment for, uh, I've called it the seminal masterpiece because it's my personal favorite, <laughs> <laughs> The Last Guardian. So And how... How amazing is that, that it could be your favorite after so long and after so much doubt? Yes. Like, isn't that, that's, that's, it's like impossible. Almost. I mean, yeah, you know? yeah, dude, I'm actually, you know, I'll, I'll just cut in here. Um, this will be in the edit. I'll cut in here what I spoke about in uh, the first episode of Interactive Artistry about The Last Guardian. You know, I take a big breath because, uh, You'll you'll hear it in in some of the music um, before and after, uh, sorry, particularly after the show. I have I have a sort of a closing segment. Um, so yeah, Last Guardian and, and Aiko and Fumito Ueda in general. Um, he, yeah, I the reason I'm getting a bit like kind of choked up a little is is because that is that um, it resonates with me the most. I think I think Dean asked me, what's your like? We sort of hey hey great to share about you know games we're looking forward to but what what's your all-time favorites what what is those games which um that that 
that sort of lit that fire or keep that fire of of you know curiosity for the world and, and like celebration of this medium and everything that what this medium is uniquely able to do like make you just you know we've even said i've even talked about it here and there but like for example that game company people who have recovered from social anxiety because of journey or you know they've and, and because of flower they were able to kind of like their headaches went away or whatever like these healing aspects of games as well um for me last guardian on a symbolic level uh is unparalleled um everyone got all up in its grill of, about its janky camera i think it was all intentional i think this is one of the great masterpieces uh of, of the medium it is hard to raise a puppy anyone it is hard to raise an animal of any kind or a child you know um it's meant to be disorientating it's meant to be frustrating um so people saying that about the camera and again i'm you know not a, being apologist for it I'm, I'm genuinely stating this is i'm 1000% certain this was intentional and the same with um, you know the remake of Shadow of the Colossus which is one of the next things that I want to talk to and do a little round table about but for me Last Guardian I, I held out I, I kept that lamp alive throughout the 10 years that it took for it to come to us when it was first starting development in 2006 announced in 2007 released essentially 10 years later 2016 uh, yeah it, you know, I, I consider the, the taking a, you know, taking this, you know, step into this world of, um, you know, like as with the boy and and the. For me, it's all a metaphor. Like Fumito Ueda is the boy, um, and Last Guardian, that giant creature, uncontrollable, very difficult to manage. That was the Last Guardian. It was how difficult it was for him to create. Like he had to shift platforms from play, from PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. Like he infused everything he was going through as the boy trying to kind of control this giant beast of this game of this development cycle um uh, so i'll always get a bit emotional when i think about last guardian because um i resonate so much with with any creator who who sticks by their vision and i know that i uh, i've faced a bit of this nowhere near as on the scale as he has but with wondering whether or not interactive artistry was worth kind of carrying forward and whether i felt whether you know them oh it's fine like it's it's an implied thing. We don't need a dedicated outlet for treating games this way. You're you're, you're blowing this out of proportion. Um, uh, and and I'm sure a lot of people were like, hey, you know, it's been um, so long that you, like you, you've been taking look look at Journey. Like you don't need uh, Last Guardian. Like we've already you've already inspired a new generation. I think Last Guardian's going to be redundant. No, there's no point releasing it. And so I I I connected with why I actually even began interactive artistry and kind of pursued it to its creation. Um, I connect with that because of how Fumito just patiently and kept perspective and, and did his thing. So, sorry for going long, guys, but I, I would love to hear each of your thoughts on Last Guardian, uh, starting with um, Daniele. Wow, yeah. you really made me cry almost. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's so great to have you, man. Yeah, um, no, yeah great to have yeah. you too, man. Love you guys. Okay. Yeah, I look forward to hearing it. Yeah, definitely, for sure. And and it, it really was just about that 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 culmination of of uh, an artist's relationship with his work. And you know how they say, oh, an artist puts himself in his work, right? Even unconsciously, mm -hmm. or him or herself, or, or themselves, herself or themselves in the work. It, you know, as I mentioned, there is that. It's just it it can't be overlooked, and it can't. It, it's very clear that whether consciously or not, the boy is struggling to control a beast, and. 
Fumito was struggling to control this game. He was struggling to bring that to fruition, to bring it where it needed to go. He was frustrated. He was, and that's why when people had this mm -hmm. issue with the camera, I was like, buddy, like life, it, it, this, is meta, this, is, this is meta commentary. This isn't the limitations of the software. Um, and then people say the word janky when it comes to like Wanda's movements. Yeah, it's like, always janky, janky. janky yeah, janky. Again, <laughs> favorite word. I know it's like that main word that people use. But again, you know, with these titles, sure, maybe if Fumito, he maybe I don't know alternate dimension either listening to this or maybe for real who knows at one point uh, and thinking oh well I, I suppose i mean we were a little bit technically limited with eco and we just did our best because it was our first you know because it was team eco's first but what i find that and i and i really like i went to art school i hate the pretension of pointing out things in art that were clearly like facets of a mistake and then like adding those into the reasons why the art is great like i have a pathological thing of like no i, I really <laughs> yeah. i really value pointing out when people fuck up and just being like this was really totally inconsistent everything about a character like a young boy or a struggling person like a struggling figure hero trying to climb up a mountain so climb up a colossi that is all totally consistent with the purpose of the story and last guardian's quote unquote janky camera and janky controls is consistent with like life doesn't go your way like this creature is literally yeah. it's a wild creature you know um it's sometimes hard to like think about a cat or a dog who's like super hard to control. You, it's hard to like keep track of them around the house. Just like the camera was hard to treat cap of. So yeah. So even with the camera, you do think that that was intentional? Absolutely, absolutely. Interesting. And, and I'm I'm more than happy to just like have a big old discussion about that at one point. Maybe when we get into the last Guardian season. So yeah, that'll be really cool to talk about. And I'll probably I'll be playing through all of these titles um for each of the revisits, um keeping a a, a save file for, for those. Um and so I'm. Yeah, I, I will try uh, Eco. I don't really have. I don't know if it's for PS4. If they, I don't think they ported it. Um, so I don't know if I have the ability to play Eco. Well, but I will certainly watch a, a playthrough if I can. Well, here's, here's the secret, Logan. Yeah. I'm secretly hoping for an Eco yeah. to be announced. Yeah. by Bluepoint. <laughs> so that I mean, that would be amazing for it to come that soon. I would love that. Yeah, yeah. or at the we'll very see. least, or at the very least, maybe on PlayStation Now, or or have the remaster <laughs> that Bluepoint did as well. Um, but I, I yeah. can't see it being. You know, I can't see them stopping at, at Shadow. You know, um, no. it, it is the original, the original, and, and like the first, you know, title. So, yeah. I, and you know that would what that would do is uh, add another dimension to that breakdown as well of um, how much. By the way, I haven't mentioned it, listeners, but as we're going through, we're actually going to be talking about how Bluepoint updated these models you know and and yeah. in and i say this for for breath of the wild for example i know i saw your twitter just now i just followed you by the way um you mentioned yeah. playing breath of the wild um so what i my take on breath of the wild and this may be controversial but i i just it's important for me to as well as acknowledge my nostalgia i i have to acknowledge like just the truth and pure essence of something so for me breath of the wild is the seminal def, def like definitive be all end all zelda game and it feels yeah. now to me and i grew up on ocarina of time i'm legit back there oh, cool. like I, yeah ocarina of time feels like a retro game made <laughs> as an impression of breath of the wild right <laughs> and i get the same this is to you any blue point of uh, folks listening i'll be tweeting this to you and everything um i feel the same way so far about this shadow of the Colossus. it feels like this was the fulfilled true at, as the thing actually was kind of true expression of what like the visuals are of that game because even when you see wow. some of those ps2 um you know the sequences of like the, the giant like the colossi falling and the, the the extensiveness of the landscape like you, it, it holds its own absolutely and it, it has been timeless and it's really it's aged well but you can just sense just behind those like j those those jagged 
you know, alias, you know, anti-aliasing filled like um, pixels, you can tell that a masterpiece is, is just right behind, so close to the surface behind those technical limitations. And to see everything that, you know, Ko Otani's like, what we did with the music, we're just we're just highlighting everything. It's just taking it to that fullest expression of what it is. This isn't a cash in. This is literally to honor the art. And I'm like, I love that mm-hmm. they use that word honor, that they honor honoring yep. this. And it and and that's when I'll again I'll reiterate it again just to make it per, like as clear as possible. Blue point, you have totally swept me off in this. And I'm a I'm an almost thirty year old super jaded human being, <laughs> and that's the impressions I'm getting. So. Um, that's high praise. Yeah. Not everyone agrees. I'm gonna say, you know, yeah. there have been some dissenters who have been pretty unsatisfied with Bluepoint, and and I, I could, can only imagine maybe we can get a couple of those people on. Love uh, to cover shout out. Yeah, yeah, that'll be really good for sure. So yeah, after those three seasons, um, I'm hoping that obviously by the end of these, either we'll be close to the release of um the new title, and we'll maybe even get a name. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for a name, frankly, and all I'll do is I'll just change the notes at the at the top to you know i call it the girl and the sleeping giant we'll just change it to whatever it is um but yeah so listeners we humbly hope you'll enjoy and join us in the journey of compiling a body of analytical discussion uh crossed fingers developer interviews uh theories and uh, personal ueda-verse stories and more which we'll be asking for you all to share and read out on each episode so and it's sort of it is basically i say it's time for this kind of endeavor to you know finally begin of you know um honoring this powerful moving art form and and the artist who i feel Ueda is who has encapsulated it the most and giving this beautiful um dedicated yeah weekly look uh to eventually um end up with this lovely kind of archive of material that'll be really nice for now and and for a posterity for sure so um um i'm happy to tail, tail things off man for this one unless there were any closing notes you wanted to share with listeners no, I think we we got into it with the new title. Uh, we we went every which way on that. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say that yeah, I'm, I'm you know once again happy to be here, and um, I look forward to to sort of uh, getting into my memories of these games, uh, and then hearing everyone else's uh, memories and thoughts on them. This is going to be a really fun trip. I think it's going to be lots of fun, definitely, and then like enlightening, elucidating, and enriching. Yeah, I'm I'm big on the e words. I really am enchanting, <laughs> uh, engrossing. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So thank you so much for all the listeners who you know invested their time, uh, the privilege of your time and listening for sure. And um. Yeah. Please send your stories and tattoo photos and expressions of interest. <laughs> yeah, expressions of interest in co-hosting uh, with us um for the upcoming uh um sort of schedule uh, to Fumito Oeda Podcast at gmail dot com or submit to Fumito Oeda Podcast on the regularly monitored and updated Tumblr, Instagram, um where we're doing currently doing. Yeah, the Colossus Countdown and Twitter accounts. So yeah, looking forward to it. And any totally final notes at all for yourself, either on the show or to our listeners at all? Just thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone.
buddy. Legend. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Logan. Oi, you're a super, <laughs> yeah, well, you're a super awesome, awesome, worthwhile, and kindred human being. Taking your time yeah, to do thanks, this. And you too. You too. You take that all now. Put that in a little like pocket in your heart because you need to keep that <laughs> and really know that. Like, no, man, absolutely. And being super serious and like grounded and leveling with you here, man. It's uh, it's great to know. And and thank you to like Skype, for example, and like this this weird <laughs> like I'm I can be a luddite in some ways, a bit of a tattooed grammar in some ways. Uh, but like with technology, but one thing i really appreciate is that it allows this sort of uh, <coughs> this sort of these sort of connections to be made so dig it man absolutely and it's such a pleasure to meet you bro yeah yeah no this went really well um is definitely like i've done podcasts before it was a little um you could say janky yeah uh, or, <laughs> let's just use that word mockingly now just yeah, janky <laughs> yeah people talking over each other and, and just kind of uh you know pauses and and whatnot and i think we we did pretty well i would say especially for our first uh yeah. first time doing this so, yeah. I, i'm always smoothing yeah. things out in fact the regularity of the shows we do four shows a week interactive artistry uh, i'm always picking up new tricks with edits and such and then also with like one thing i knew to do when we did have i mean in the earlier episodes man i just pushed through and it was pretty janky i guess now i'm gonna discuss saying that word all the time now <laughs> um yeah and so and i hadn't discovered like noise cancelling yet which i've now done um it's oh, always cool. again again you know we say this word about honoring and i don't want to roll any eyes if anyone's still listening because i'll put this at the end but i want to honor that you took your time and that it, it absolutely means like just putting you know uh, you know it's like it's it's the same as if we were like in, a, in the same room like just being present with you and being mindful of, of both yourself and the listeners it's just it's something that i appreciate definitely feeling from an empathetic point of view from when i like am conversing with anyone about anything really and um and just particularly because dude if you seriously like i wasn't kidding like in the very very core of my heart there's like art interactive artistry and for me to aware this <laughs> works like and so it's so it was so like you know and i'm obviously able to be professional and everything but i did have a little mini emotional stake in this going well and literally mm. i couldn't have hoped for a better more worthwhile human being that's to, awesome to yeah so you take that um you go and watch your awesome uh sure but <laughs> yeah yeah you too i'm um i'm definitely gonna watch a few more of uh your guys's uh podcast i watched um some of the new god of war episode okay um, but I haven't, I'm definitely just going to go into it and kind of see what those are like and may probably watch the, you know, the first one you did and, and all that. Oh, um, that, maybe watch a couple of the Death Stranding ones because I'm really looking forward to that game. Oh, cool. You're so, more than welcome, okay. by the way, to jump on Death Stranding. We actually, Logan, we, we, we kind of do need someone for, to help break down the third mm -hmm. minute. We, 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 invited, <laughs> we invited Robin Gaming. He's just probably been, been super busy with stuff. Um, so if you're available for that, but again, no pre there's always zero Yeah, pressure, I don't know. Do you pressure. um do you guys go like a lot into Metal Gear on that? Because I actually don't really have oh, no, like any no, experience no, no. with Metal Gear. It's very divorced uh -huh. from Metal Gear, man. Totally divorced. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. We, we go right. purely formally. We just look at the formal content. Uh, as in what, what we're actually seeing and being presented with and then what we do is because Death Stranding is so tied in with like film and Kojima himself mm -hmm. he, he describes himself as like 70% made of film he um, you know right. we yeah we, we definitely we, we go into filmic influences too and after That's this good, yeah. yeah we're doing a, a break by I was a I was a film major in, in college. So. Well, listeners, if you're still listening, I am contractually, <laughs> low-key contractually obliging Logan to be on the next episode <laughs> we'll of see. this. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But um, needless to say, that would be super invaluable if you did um, wanted to uh, yeah, jump on um, that show with us for that season. But even before then, you know, this um, sub-series, I've called it um, Threading the Strands. Uh, it's going minute by minute on all the trailers, you know, 
which yeah. is something that um, you might not be able to do with everything. Certainly, Death Stranding, though, you can do that. Definitely with Death Stranding. But we've, we've already found so much. Like, even just by going at that deliberate of a pace, we saw like these structures in the background, similar to that pig that appeared out of nowhere when you just blew my mind <laughs> before yeah. when you did that. Um, and we're just like speculating on those. And, and um, But I think 2018 is going to be, you know, the SAG AFTRA uh, strikes prevented kojima from being able to uh, share much in 2017 and um right you know and then fumito like with his team gen design they were probably super just like in pure white hot starting at the very start development so yep. that's why we didn't really really hear too much from that but um i think 2018 will be a year of reveals for sure awesome awesome uh you're a really awesome worthwhile human being buddy please you have too. a fantastic yeah man for sure and uh, anytime you're in australia like uh we'll <laughs> we'll go like um get some like kangaroo burgers or something if it ever happens yeah the, uh, australia seems like a cool place we'll see <laughs> that would be a long time but we'll that's see. right and also by the way i wasn't just being like completely horrible uh, my man uh, would like that because we do eat kangaroos here but i suppose <laughs> if you want to do the quote-unquote traditional thing and like go and pet them we can do that too <laughs> I, I, you know? we can do both <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy well take care and um i'll edit this yeah, up yeah. and uh have a lot of fun with that make it su super smooth and post it and yeah i'll just send you a link to it and uh, post yeah it i'll post i'll definitely post on the tumblr about it now that i know it went super well um awesome. i'll definitely post about it yeah yeah till next week man bye bye, bye. bye. How we doing, Logan? Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> good, man. Good. Life, life is up. <laughs> How has that the day been <laughs> cool. so far? It's been all right. It's been all right. Um, mostly been chilling today. I've been doing a lot of homework this week, but today's oh, yeah? been uh, more relaxing. That's cool. uh, but it's yeah, it's morning for you, right? Yeah, it's uh, twelve. Um, sort of pretty much just straight in lunchtime. So for you, it would be around about nine p.m. I'm sure. I'm assuming. Uh, it's 8 p.m. for me, so kind of my, sort of my dinner time, so. Oh, dude, I'm keeping you from dinner. Well, all right, I'll catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I'm keeping you from, from lunch then, I don't nah, know. No, man, it's all good. Um, you know, you snack in the, you, you sneak yeah. in the snacks where you can, you know. But, um, but how about that, you know, I mean, we'll cover it obviously in the main episode. This is just sort of pre-show stuff. I might, um, if it's okay with you, put some of this at the end of the episode. That's kind of what I do. Sure. But um, always, whenever there's anything you don't want me to share with the world kind of thing, um, just like preface it or whatever, and I'll always cut that out. I'll never disrespect um, okay. those wishes there for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously just call me Logan on the podcast. That's, oh, that's pretty much cool. what I go by. Awesome. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, my real name is totally fine. Um, and uh, other than that, you know, I don't think there's anything that, that – uh, I wouldn't want people to know. So yeah, yeah, awesome. I mean, the fact that you like, uh, you know, were uh, an informant for the FBI and all that stuff. I'll I'll try and keep it out. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, uh, exactly. And advisor to you know, the you know, um, Obama and stuff. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay, so yeah, no, that's just me spitballing. Um, but yes, as I was saying, you know, we are just like in the pre-show kind of thing now. But what what is this crazy cosmic timing, man? Of as we're about mm -hmm. to record, we we see this teaser image this postcard yeah it's weird that guy <laughs> like he i guess i can only assume whoever found this i don't know if it's a scanned printout what exactly it is i think he must have got it at the beginning of the month yeah it does look um, like a scan yeah and and he just waited or whoever this is just waited uh until now to to put all these christmas uh, new year's cards that he got yeah. together and and share them and one of them just happened to be of, of interest to us for sure 
No, absolutely. And as you say that, yeah, with the scan, as you mentioned, you know, I was like, oh, look, isn't it interesting seeing that what, what could the rainbows and the shadows mean? But that's actually what happens when you scan something sometimes. It oh, just, right. Yeah. So we, we don't really like there's not much to uh, read into <laughs> with that one there. But, you know, um, but anyway, let's crack on so that we can kind of contain all of this into the podcast. So I'll weirdly, awkwardly shake your hand digitally and be like, yeah, have a good show, man. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> awesome. I'll do a countdown and we'll get started. So and three. And two, and one. Yeah, so that'll be really good. Um, and will we? Uh, you know, I've obviously, um, Logan, super respectful of your time. Don't want to assume that you're able to jump onto the show regularly. Will t will next week on the fourth be okay for you on the fourth of February? Yeah, I think for the time being, um, yeah, you can expect know. that I will be available every week. Yeah, you can expect my call in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you want to change the time up slightly, that's, um, you know, really whatever works for you. That's, that's yeah. fine too. I quite like um, Sundays. This is pretty cool for me, but, um, again, if yeah. this is cool for you, I'm, I'm happy to make this be like, you know, um, Fumito Sundays, you know? Yeah. I think like the only thing for me and God, I feel kind of stupid saying something oh, like this is that, um, is that, you know, there's a, um, uh, there's a TV show block, uh, the whole bunch of shows that I watch every Saturday. Oh, hell yeah. Which ones? Um, yeah, the Toonami block um, on, on Cartoon Network, and I'm sure, you know, it's different over there in Australia, but it starts with uh, Dragon Ball Super dubbed, and then it goes into just I'll call these shows like Black Clover and, and um, Outlaw Stars and old anime from the 90s. It's an anime block. Hell yes. Um, and and I, I do watch that every Saturday night, and that starts at 10.30. I wish it started later. I mean, right now for me, it's 9.30. Um, so, like, yeah, in that respect, like, I, I, I wish if we're going to do it um, for me on Saturdays that we could do earlier, but then at the same time, oh, it's dude, like... We can totally do earlier I know, this. Yeah, we can. I know it's, like, problem. already early. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's 11.30 for you, so I don't know when you wake up, or you said your sleep schedules were weird, but I just want to make sure that the time's right for both of us. Not certainly just weird. The, Not just weird. Yeah. I have the ability to... And this isn't bragging. Like, I can sleep and yeah. wake up at any time for any amount of time ever, ah, so it's all good. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, the, the one thing I don't want to do is is to have to cut the podcast short because I want to watch a TV show. You no, know, that's, that, that's the one thing. I, yeah, that's the one thing I don't want to do. So, you don't so. even have to worry about that at all, man. It's all good. Like, and I'm I'm I love I love that they have this. Uh, you know, uh, you say it's called Cartoon Hangover. Um, is that what it's called? No, no, this is no, this is on the Cartoon Network. It's oh, on their network. Adult yeah, swim. sorry, yeah, their Adult bad. Swim. Yeah, on a late night. Uh, I love Adult Swim, man. I love. Yeah, yeah. I can completely relate. Like, I've actually um put in clips. I think either from Breck Show, but this is me. I'm like, I'm an oldie. Oh. Uh, I don't know what I, if you want to share your age or anything, but I'm I'm almost. <laughs> I'm turned thirty in in in, in November myself. Okay. And, and um, I'm twenty five. Oh, that's cool. Easy. Nice. Nice five year. Cool. Um. So, but yeah, you're definitely familiar, obviously, with then um you know uh, Space Ghost and stuff like that. You mm -hmm. know. Yep. Yeah. So. I'm just like, I, I the thing is like I can relate and I, I'm just like dude that is totally fine like there's no me being like oh well if you're gonna come on the podcast then prioritize it's like don't worry about it it's all good um what's your main yeah, show I, I yeah I definitely want to prioritize the, like like yeah. TV TV in the end is like skippable I just yeah, wanted yeah. to mention it yeah just like if it was a possibility <laughs> absolutely easy okay what we'll do is maybe it's next Sunday instead of 11 30 let's go I'm, I'm happy for a 10 man like an, a good hour before yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, dude, I, I, all right, maybe this shows me to be someone who, again, I mean, I say it as a positive because it's, it is a positive in a way for organizing recording times with people, you know, across uh, on the other side of the world. But yeah, my life is, uh, you know, I'm not like a sad, depressed person or anything. It's just like, biologically, I fall asleep at like 11 and then I wake up at like mm -hmm. 3 or 4 a.m. 
that's just how I work. Mm. It's just interesting. Two, three hours, you know? So, and possibly, I don't know, with like, um, it's, uh, some of it is interactive artistry and then obviously down the line you know uh, universe willing and like community patreon willing whatever develops to have a studio would be awesome you know down the line but you know this is the beginning of not just within um for me to a podcast but within interactive artistry itself um uh, a really yeah, intriguing and and um uh yeah like a, a really engaging story that i think is gonna like this kind of journey to to see whatever this will become thank you